This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, July 7th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia police officials are still not sure where the bullets came from that injured two officers during the city's 4th of July celebration on the Ben Franklin Parkway. Chief Inspector Frank Venor said Wednesday that the two 40 caliber bullets were fired from the same weapon and likely traveled from quite a distance away. Venor said he does not believe the officers were the intended targets. He said a 40 caliber bullet can travel unimpeded more than a mile. The injured officers were standing at the base of the steps of the Philadelphia Art Museum, uh, not but not next to each other uh, when the shots were fired. In a statement issued Wednesday morning, District Attorney Larry Krasner asked the public to be patient as the investigation will be very challenging. Montgomery County Sheriff Deputy John Foster, who is assigned to the bomb squad task force, sustained a graze wound to his shoulder. A law enforcement source says Deputy Foster thought someone had slapped him on the back. That is until another officer looked at him, saw blood, and mm. told him that he had been shot. He then looked over at Philadelphia Police Officer Sergio Diggs and saw blood coming down his face. Diggs said it felt like he had been hit over the head uh, or an object had hit him. The bullet uh, that hit Diggs was most likely traveling in a downward direction and was found lodged in his hat. Both were treated and released from the hospital and are at home recovering. Venor said no one reported hearing a gunshot and no other bullets were found in the area. Still, officers made the decision to evacuate the parkway. A reward issued earlier this week for information leading to the shooter has grown to $42,500. Anyone with information is asked to call 215-686-TIPS or simply dial 911. A man wanted for allegedly shooting into a Northeast Philadelphia bar and killing an innocent bystander was taken into custody by U.S. Marshals on Wednesday. 47-year-old Anthony Nelson, who was wanted for the murder of 21-year-old Jalene Holton, was arrested at Harris Casino in Atlantic City. According to police, the shooting happened at 1130 on uh, June 28th at the Philly Bar and Restaurant in Northeast Philadelphia. Police said employees tried to kick three men out of the bar who were causing a disturbance but one had to be forced out. Uh, The man then walked to a pickup truck about 200 feet away and fired 15 shots into the bar, police said. All three men left the scene in the truck. Investigators said five of the bullets went through the front window and one struck Holton in the head. Police said she was hanging out with friends when when they saw her fall to the ground. James Holton, Jaylene's uncle, said uh, she was a good kid and was acting as a designated driver that night. Once officers pinpointed Nelson in a room at Harris Casino, they were able to take him into custody safely without anybody getting hurt. The fact that Nelson was found in Atlantic City leads U.S. Marshals to think that he is fully aware of what he was accused of. Philadelphia police say Nelson is facing murder charges. He's currently awaiting extradition back to Philadelphia. It's still unclear if the other men who left the bar in the truck will face charges. New restrictions have breweries in New Jersey bubbling over. Legislation issued by the New Jersey Division of Alcoholic Beverage Control that went into effect on July 1st has breweries and other legislators upset because it places new restrictions on the beverage companies. The new legislation brings new conditions to breweries' licensees, including the number of events they can host and attend each year. Microbreweries can have up to 25 on-site events and 52 private parties each year. Breweries can attend up to 12 off-site events. The new law also requires breweries to give a walking or virtual tour of the facility before allowing patrons to consume alcohol. In addition, there will be... uh, Yeah, yeah, that all seems very weird. 
Listen, yeah. that, Why? and I know that they do tours, but like when I go to one, I don't. I, it's nice, but I've seen it. I don't want to see your. I don't want to take your tour. Well, to be required. <laughs> and to now they have to be required. Like what? To, yeah. Yeah. Okay. One, one of the um, brewers said they're just taking all of the fun out of this because well, they're limiting the amount of events they can have. That's all. You, we, yeah, that's it's restricting business. You know. What? That's weird that they can only go to 12 events a year. Uh-huh. And then they can only hold, uh, what was yeah, it, 20, 50... 25 on-site uh, events. So, like, big events, they can only hold 25, 52 private events. I, I don't even understand so, why they why these restrictions, what the reasoning is to put those so in place. Do they exist outside the realm of a, of a, of a classic restaurant? I think so. Yeah. Bar? Yeah. 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 Okay. But listen. In addition, uh, they're said that they're saying that there is to be no food served or any coordination with mobile food trucks. So, like, if there oh, was an on. event, right? I mean, that's stupid as well. Yeah. That, but a lot of the breweries will use, and that that helps the food trucks thrive as well. Yeah. yeah so Marissa's the, got ties to the brewery community yeah, here. Yeah, Steve, you're thinking of a lot of Pennsylvania breweries, but New Jersey has been under these strict restrictions for a while. If you notice, um, this one I'm, I, I think is correct, but they can't have TVs. So you can't, like, watch sporting events, and you can't have food trucks on site. So a lot of places will, like, team up with, like, a place, you know, Uh, nearby. I've been in microbreweries where they do have televisions. Okay. All right. Well, then maybe that one is incorrect or it's changed since I last heard it, but... Maybe um, you were part of a felony there. I might have been. I may have been in an illegal... Forget whatever you saw on that TV, mister. (laughs) So they're saying the intention is to increase stability in the alcoholic beverage marketplace and to foster realistic competition that ultimately will benefit all residents of the state. Breweries across the state are calling for a change in the legislation and they're asking patrons to call their senators. It, it just seems how uh, with all these businesses attempting to claw back to Seriously. solvency and everything. <laughs> just why, why set up roadblocks mm-hmm. like this? All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> The Phillies lost to the Nationals 3-2 last night at the ballpark. Is this? Josiah Gray struck out a career-high 11 and shook off Kyle Schwarber's second consecutive two-home run game to help the last-place Nats win. The f- is that? Schwarber's two home runs off Gray increased his National League best total to 27. Only New York Yankees slugger Aaron Judge has more with 30. What the f***? The series continues this afternoon, and Bailey Falter will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 4.05. In NFL news, the Cleveland Browns traded quarterback Baker Mayfield to the Carolina Panthers for a 2024 conditional draft. Pick. The Panthers will pay $4.85 million of Mayfield's salary, while the Browns will pay $10.5 million of it. The Browns will receive a fourth or fifth round pick in 2024, depending on Mayfield's playing time in Carolina. Mayfield, the number one overall pick in the 2018 draft, joins the Panthers team that already has Sam Darnold, the number three overall selection in 2018, as the possible starting quarterback. And following a tough season, the Flyers have the number five overall pick in this year's NHL draft, which takes place over the next two days at Montreal's Bell Center. The Flyers have six total selections. The first round begins tonight at 7 o'clock. Rounds two through seven will be tomorrow. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We have a few other things that are happening on the program today to bring you up to speed on. A couple of guests that we're going to chat with. Uh, first of all, our good friend Adam Ferrara is going to be performing at Soul Joel's and Rofo on Sunday nights. We'll check in with Adam. Always yeah. great conversation with him. 
Uh, and then we also have our friend Matt McGinnis, who you may know from the world of Mystery Science Theater 3000. And the Blob Fest is returning live and in person to the iconic Colonial Theater in Phoenixville. And it is uh, tomorrow. It's through the weekend. It's the 8th through the 10th. Uh, it's so cool. It's such a fun event when everybody runs out of that theater. Have you ever done it? I've not done it. I've always wanted I've to, always and I never won- have. I always have something going on, uh, and I won't be able to do it this weekend, unfortunately. But I love, it's such a, a cool spot in Phoenixville. Yeah. It's such an iconic look, and they really do it up and, and have a lot of fun. So we'll talk to uh, Matt and find out what the uh, all the goings-on are about uh, the Blob Fest, which is Back in full force again this year, which is uh, really cool. So we're happy uh, to chat with him about that. Oh, and by the way, today is not Thursday. Today is Thor's Day. Yes. (laughs) Ladies and gents, through the course. Through the course of the program today, we are going to have your chance to win a Thor's Day prize pack. Including uh, $60 in uh, Fandango codes and a Thor Love and Thunder t-shirt and mini poster to go along with that. So, $60 uh, is an average Asgardian salary. Oh, is that what that week? is? Yes. Okay. That's it's, why they chose $60. It's the full tie-in. Yes. No, I guess it's maybe so you can have, uh, you know, the full family go uh, oh, right. and watch the movie. So, uh, the movie doesn't open till tomorrow. Uh, but you're going to win the $60 in Fandango codes. And uh, Casey saw Thor Love and Thunder last night. We had a screening of it last night, which is cool. Enjoyed it, right? Dude, I saw it in IMAX. <laughs> you know, you're basically in the movie at that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, so it hits uh, theaters everywhere tomorrow. So just keep listening for your chance. When I'll tell you when to call in uh, to grab those tickets. Not going to give them away just yet. So hang in there. Uh, let's take a break, come back in a second, and get some entertainment news along with a stupid question, some other stuff for you to win. We will not be gone long. And in fact, if you're a fish fan, you will not want to miss a stupid question. Uh-huh. It's a very cool fish prize. So we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Stupid question this morning. We are going to give away a pair of general admission weekend tickets to attend all three fish concerts. On the beach in Atlantic City, August 5th, 5th, 6th, and 7th. The question I have for you this morning is, who is credited with inventing the saxophone? Mm. Uh, no, the saxophone, 215, because if you said Homer Simpson, that would be incorrect. But who is credited with inventing the saxophone? I need the saxophone. name. Saxophone. Thank you. Thank you. Saxophone. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Today is Thursday, July 7th. I'm going to start with a very big birthday today. Mr. Ringo Starr celebrates his 82nd birthday today. And I love this thing that he does. Yes. He encourages people to say the words peace and love. And I think, I, I remember it from last year, I think he does it at your local time noon. Oh, uh, okay. And, and to record yourself, and, and so that way it goes all around the globe. Peace uh, and love, peace and, and love. And he would definitely yeah. have that go around the globe, as there are worldwide Beatle and Ringo fans. 
Uh, so make sure that you do. Yeah, it says noon. Peace and love. So uh, that's a cool thing. I love it. Ringo's always stuck by that mantra. Yeah, he and for the longest time, he really was pretty active sending pictures out and getting back to people. But when yeah. you're one of the Beatles, yeah. the request is so voluminous that at a certain point he had to say, he actually set a date out like a year from his announcement Yep, and then stopped. Yep. He couldn't do it. Uh, but he's a good man and celebrates his 82nd mm-hmm. birthday today. So happy birthday, Mr. Ringo Starr. Uh, actress Shelley Duvall has her birthday. He needs me, he needs me. Oh my God. This from The Shining, me, right? I can't me, believe you had this ready me, to go. He needs me. She's singing this to Jack Nicholson. Uh, I actually, I thought this part of the movie was kind of yeah. cute. She's a perfect olive oil. Popeye. She was yeah. perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, she had a bit of a mental breakdown. Yes, she did. I don't know what her status is up I now. don't think she's too good right now. Yeah, she had, last I saw, and it was a few years ago, but she was, you know, she has delusions and things yeah. like that. Yeah, and, and she, uh, she, so she has moments of lucid thinking where she knows this is going on, and uh, obviously we hope she gets better. Yeah, she's 73 years old today. Uh, Jessica Hahn. She got beautiful boobies. <laughs> wow, that was pretty quick. Casey apparently looked at the at the birthday list and had some things ready to go. She had an affair with Reverend Jim Baker. Did you watch the uh, the did. movie? I just watched, I watched it. it a couple yeah. times. Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun, man. It's, it's excellent because I, I, I remember clearly Jessica Hans from Long Island, and and when it broke, it broke, and you know. So wait, in the movie, is that who they pay off? You, Jessica Hahn is the woman. Yeah, that they okay. they pay it off. So she, uh, but she. Um, yeah, it, it just got away, and they, they couldn't control it and tamp down on the story. And then before you knew it, she became this um, rock sex symbol. She was a, a, a friend, a girlfriend of Sam Kennison. I remember her because he did a, uh, <clears throat> a Wild Thing cover. Yeah, and yeah. And she's in the video. Yeah, yeah. She's in and the video. she had done a uh, Playboy spread as well. Uh, I mean, out of anybody, why would you pick Jim I, Baker? I know, I know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Come on. Uh, she is, well, I mean, he. I guess she was in that community, in yeah. that, that Christian community, and he was a star, you yeah. know, in that in that world. So and so handsome. Uh, she is 63 years old today. Uh, Michelle Kwan, uh, silver medal winner for the uh, Olympic figure skating events. Oh, uh, <laughs> I guess she had a fall. She had a fall know. every now and then. Yeah, but yeah. she's uh, 42 years old today. Uh, Steve, the great Doc Severinsen. Yes. Uh, orchestra leader for the Tonight Show. What a great theme. Written by Paul Anker. And he is 95 years Jesus. old today, Doc Severinsen. That's so, amazing. Yeah, happy 95th to him. Uh, hell of a hornblower. Uh, Billy Campbell, who's in movies like The Rocketeer and Enough, and he is 63, and I don't know much about him. Oh, he was also on a great show called Crime Story. Oh, really? Uh, but remember, he was in the studio, and I had to bring, I rarely oh, geek out. right. But I brought in my, um, my copy of The Rocketeer, and he signed it. He's also the evil husband in the... In enough sleeping with uh, oh no uh, is he enough yeah enough yeah mm-hmm. the the Krav Maga movie right yeah with uh, Jennifer Lopez Jennifer Lopez uh, wait so was he did he play the Rocketeer yes he's the lead in yeah that? he's the Rocketeer I never saw that and movie. he said that he is approached bizarrely by more people in the military who got involved with the military after seeing the Rocketeer okay. and I said that's that's weird he's sixty three we don't have a jetpack corps but it's cool. Uh, actress Georgia Fox has her birthday today. CSI, Crime Scene Investigation, ER, The West Wing, stuff like that. Uh, she is 54 years old. And then the last birthday I saw today is uh, our good friend Jim Gaffigan. We haven't touched Jim in a little while. 
Uh, but he's great. That's my wife's favorite, probably. I, I know a couple people that that he's he's their their person. If you can uh, do a set for the Pope, stand up comedy, yep, which he did, and the fact that he is able, it's it's why like our connoisseur segment has still been going on for yeah. so long. He he can do comedy about food for the rest of his life, <laughs> and a good portion of his act dives into the world of food, and he knows it, savors it, and yep. it's a universal given yep. that you're going to have to eat eventually. Yep, he is 56 today. All right. See if we can get an answer to stupid question. Who's credited with inventing inventing the saxophone? And we will go to Mark. See if he happens to know. Yo, Mark. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Mark. Who invented the saxophone? Adolph A. Sax. Adolph Sax. Yes, exactly correct. Hang on a second. Uh, We are going to give you, sir, a pair of GA weekend tickets to attend all three fish shows on the beach in Atlantic City, August 5th, 6th, and 7th. Tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster. I would like to someday, uh, sometimes I'll watch uh, a couple um, uh, accounts that I follow on Instagram that are just, you know, great musicians. Yes. I would love to play in a band that just has a badass sax player, man. I'm telling you, when someone when yeah. any song goes into a sax solo with that first note is just like Wee! it's like, yeah. dude. Absolutely. You have just yeah. hit it. It is such a great instrument. My my son plays. He's pretty good. Uh so maybe you guys can be in a band together, there you Kristen. Go. But um I, I I was looking to buy him one because we've rented uh for school. Right? Oh my dear God. Very expensive. And, and like Steve, you can end up spending pretty quickly and pretty easily. Eight, nine, ten grand. Yeah, oh no, I don't yeah. doubt it. I, I love beautiful instruments. They are, and meticulously put together. And obviously, there's there's a lot of craftsmanship involved. Preston and I, for the longest time, I had a big jazz period in my life, and John Coltrane, oh, and yeah. fusion jazz, David Sambor, oh, Tom Scott. These guys are just amazing. I was there's a song, and, and what what made me think of it the other day is why I want to play with a sax player. Is a song, believe it or not, of Huey Lewis in the News. They had a great sax. Yeah, player. yeah. Uh, called Hip to Be Square. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. And when of it course. goes into the, uh, there's there's a sax solo in that, and it's just like, boom, man. Who's the saxophonist who, uh, who's a legendary saxophonist, and he did the iconic Baker Street yeah. sax. Uh, he, we talked about him because he passed, was, did he pass away? I thought he just passed away recently, yeah. yeah. I think he might also be the guy who plays sax on, um... Oh, it's a foreigner song. It has a really big sax solo in it as well. It might be the same guy, huh. but I don't know. Yeah, no. Unfortunately, right. there's some people. That we can only give you so much information. Fly on the radar. Raphael Ravenscroft. There okay. we go. And he he's died. Uh, he's uh, from uh, Harry Potter. Well, yeah. he wasn't Hufflepuff. <laughs> and then uh, he became a Ravenclaw. Obviously, yeah, he bounced. Um, he's like, it's in my name. He, he was. Uh, he would stay with Hagrid when he's in town. <laughs> he ba- uh, he uh, passed away in. in 2014. Okay, oh, so just man. recently. Yeah. No, then, then maybe I'm thinking of another the, the other person uh, who played with. Man, you know where he's from? Solon Forner. Stoke on Trent, where we had that listener. Oh my God! Yeah, that's... just the other day we had an email from a, a listener from Stoke on upon Trent, and I think uh, Lemmy is Stoke from there Trent. too. Lemmy, yes, you're yeah. right. So wow. uh, a lot of Stoke on Trent connections here on the Preston and Steve show. <laughs> you know, it's all it all goes back to Jerry Rafferty and <laughs> yeah, Baker Street. That's right. All right. Anyway, uh. Oh, yeah. That was our stupid question. That was our stupid question. Now we're on to the entertainment news. (laughs) All right. Um, Hayden Panettiere. 
uh, revealed to People Magazine that she had that she struggled with an alcohol and opioid addiction that began when she first was offered quote happy pills before walking red carpets at the age of fifteen. Oh my Jeez. god! Uh, she told the outlet uh, that they were to make me peppy during interviews. I had no idea that this was not an appropriate thing or what door that would open for me when it came to my addiction. Uh, the 32-year-old said that although she managed to quit drinking while she was pregnant, uh, she turned to alcohol to help her through her postpartum depression after 7-year-old Kaya was born. Uh, she said, I never had the feeling that I wanted to harm my child, but I didn't want to spend any time with her. Uh, there was just this gray color in my life. In 2018... Uh, the year that Nashville, the show, came to an end, uh, she said she did the hardest thing I ever had to do, and she sent Kaya to live with her father, Vladimir Klitschko, in Ukraine. And apparently sometime after that, she ended up in the hospital with jaundice. Yeah, I remember this. And was warned that her liver could give out. Now, what it doesn't say in the story is if that was exclusively because of her drinking or right, not. Right, right, right. But also the pills, uh, you know, there are pills that can cause uh, liver problems, too. Absolutely. So, um, you know, the first time I remember seeing her was on the show Heroes. Yeah. And um, and I didn't realize that prior to that, she'd been given these pills. If you watch any story that exposed a lot of the scandal of early Hollywood and specifically the Judy Garland story, it was routine to give young actors and actresses. The, the, the movie company would give out pills. Mm-hmm. Judy Garland was given pills all the time yeah, by the movie them, company. Give amphetamines and yeah. things like that. Well, hers, uh, and hers were to... Uh, to suppress her appetite, too. Yeah. Judy Garland. Lose yep. weight. Oh. Uh, the actress went to rehab for eight months and credits her stay for giving her the tools to get over the hump of her addiction. So uh, she has managed to pull through, which and is And she's awesome. going to be in the new Scream movie. She actually called up the producers and uh, she kind of stated her case. And um, they said, yeah, because she was a character in one of the other Scream uh, movies and okay. they're going to bring her back. Uh, The husband of rapper Nicki Minaj was sentenced Wednesday to a year of home confinement for failing to register as a sex offender. Uh, Kenneth Petty is his name. He was also sentenced to three years probation and fined $55,000. He pleaded guilty in September to one count of failure to register as a sex offender. He was required to register uh, after being convicted of first-degree attempted rape in New York in 1995. He was 16 years old at the time. Uh, Petty moved to California in July 2019, and during a traffic stop in Beverly Hills, authorities learned that he had not registered, and he was indicted in March of 2020. Prosecutors had argued for prison time, writing in a June sentencing position that he should be sentenced to 15 months in prison. Uh, He had served nearly four years in prison after the New York attempted rape conviction, so he did his time. Right. But you were supposed to register as a sex offender, and he didn't do that. Uh, Nicki Minaj revealed in an October 2019 Instagram post that she and Petty had married. So he's going to have to face home confinement for a year now. Uh, Johnny Depp has donated some of the proceeds from his recent NFT sale to a charity with links to Amber Heard. Uh, it's reported that the actors... You watch, you're going to get back together. NFT community, which is Never Fear Truth... Uh, recently pulled in $800,000 in donations. <clears throat> the revenue was split between the Perth Children's Hospital Foundation, the Great Ormond Street Hospital Children's Charity, the Footprint Coalition, and the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. Amber, it's Johnny. I was just thinking about you. I was looking at the stain on the mattress. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you, babe. Uh, Heard promised the latter organization half of her $7 million divorce settlement in 2016 and still hasn't paid up. But I don't know what the exact 
The story doesn't say what the exact ties it's are. in my heart where your turds used to be. Oh, my God. Uh, so this is interesting. Elon Musk quietly had twins with one of his top executives, someone named Siobhan Zillis, yeah. last November, weeks before he welcomed a second child with Singer oh, Grimes. No. Yeah, it was reported yesterday. Man, it's sperm's flying all over the place. Uh, Business Insider reported that uh, the court documents show this, and Zillis and Musk filed a petition in April to change the twins' names to, quote, have their father's last name and contain their mother's last name as part of their middle name. Mm -hmm. Uh, Musk now has nine known children, uh, two with Zillis, two with Grimes, and five with his ex-wife. How come you have all these kids and you have it named one Jovan? Uh, Jovan Musk, Musk, right? Yeah. That's a great idea. Uh, the 36-year-old Zillis is director of operations and special projects at Musk's uh, brain machine interface company, Neuralink. And she's been floated as one of the people that Musk could tap to run Twitter if and when his $44 billion acquisition goes through. Uh, so they knocked out a couple of kids together. I mean, recently. look at all this guy's doing. And he's still doing, he's got all this going on the side. Mm-hmm. I you know I, I mean my day's pretty packed but um, that's just that's a little ah, too much. You can always put aside three minutes for sex, <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. So now that Michelle Young and Nate uh, Alakoya have broken up, what will the Bachelor Nation couple do with the two hundred thousand dollar check they received for a down payment on a house? Oh, they need to return it. Obviously, Young said that was money that was gifted to both of us. I want it. And I think that's something that is going to be decided how that's going to be utilized going forward. I love money. Uh, She suggested (laughs) that she'd like it to be used for a good cause. Uh, The Bachelorette. I want want NFT. Uh, You want NFT? Yeah. Uh, The Bachelorette added, I've been crying. No F in trouble. (laughs) I've been crying on the phone with one of the producers and like. okay, babe. And, like, can I give this money? Like, what? can I create this to give the money to somebody else? Oh, my God. Can it, I get this money? It's something that I feel good about. What? I, I know that's been the million dollar. Who do- is this? <laughs> I know that's been the million dollar question. Oh, my God. No pen intent, uh, pun intended, but, yeah, it's been a lot. So, what do we think? What if they do break the, um, okay. what are the rules as far as... Like, money. like, do you have to spend this on a right. home? If if we do give you, you this money, this this legally, it has to go to a certain. I want home with you. I don't know. I want to buy a home. Uh, they got one of those tiny homes and engaged during uh-huh. season eighteen of the Bachelorette, but split six months later. So I will love you forever or six months. They got to figure out what to do with the two hundred thousand dollars. Two of the blandest people you've ever seen on television, and that's saying a lot. Bland, just bland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emma Corinne uh, recently ve- revealed uh, preferred pronouns in a new interview with Vogue. So em- I-, I didn't know who uh, Emma was, but uh, uh, Emma played uh, Princess Diana on Netflix as the crown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very good. The very younger, good. Uh, they're going to do somebody else in the next aged up. Uh, I don't know when the next John season Madden. of the crown. John Madden is going to. No, he died. <laughs> Unfortunately, he was cast, but he passed away. I never loved they, Charles. They were able to film. Uh, but uh, Corinne said, I feel much more seen when I'm referred to as they, but my closest friends, they will call me she, and I don't mind because I know they know me. Uh, the actor continued, in my mind, gender isn't just something that feels fixed, and I don't know if I will, if it will ever be. There might always be some fluidity there for me. 
Uh, as for dating life, Corinne told the outlet that they don't place limits on who they're attracted to, saying, I like people. That sounds like a bachelor thing. I like people. I like people. I like gum. Yeah. So. <laughs> Money's good. What about, what about, would you buy gum with money? I would buy so much gum with money. <laughs> it's like the kid buying Cracker Jacks in the commercial. He's taking out the, the, the or Spicoli buying food at the, uh, right. you know. Got the dollar twenty-seven, yep. twenty-eight. Uh, so Corinne, that's a lot of gum. So Corinne refer, prefers the they them pronouns. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Ohio, California is Ohio, California. Ohio. <laughs> no, it's O J A I. It is a beautiful area of California. Ohio, California. Mike. If you've ever been there, oh, I'm sorry. It's Ohio, California. Ohio. That's where I live. Yes. <laughs> hey, look, I made some uh, was ambrosia for you. Uh, but Anson Williams, who played Potsy on Happy Days, is running. He announced his uh, candidacy for the mayoral seat of Ojai, California. It is conceivable that sure. that blood pumping song will be the new presidential anthem pre- uh, uh-huh. when oh, he becomes elected of Ojai, California. Yeah. Oh, when he becomes president of the United States, Ojai pumps your blood. <laughs> uh, so. Oh, hi, pumps your blood. That could work. The right atriums were the process. I mean, I love this episode. You're the only one. No, stop it. Is it because of the song? Yeah. How's it going? You gotta elect him as mayor. So the the reason that for the song is that the only way the only the only smarts that Potsy had was music because he was a singer and a terrible singer and he uh, he had a good no, decent really voice. Good voice. Uh, so he, the only way he could remember things for his uh, this test, he had to take this anatomy test, was to write a song about it. And that's how he did it. He passed it's, the test. Uh, listen, this is this is not the first time. Like uh, Fred Grandy from the Love Boat. He, well, I have a list actually yeah. here, uh, Steve. If you like, yeah, please. So President Ronald Reagan. That's right. The yeah. actor. The actor. <laughs> I was in a number of films, and it wasn't on Happy Days though. No, I was supposed to play Leather Tuscadero's dry cleaner. <laughs> You lost that part, huh? I lost it. Can I get a sit on it? Because everybody... Sit on it, Potsy. There you go. I still got it. <laughs> hey. <laughs> You're doing all the catchphrases. <laughs> hey, by the way... Hey, bucko. Hey, bucko. <laughs> um, what were you... When they said sit on it, what, sit on what? Their genitals. Yeah, oh, that's, that's what right. it means. Yeah, Their my... genitals. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I assumed. I'm sorry. What, said what? Their aroused genitals. <laughs> Sit on it. You got a ba- you got a short window here. <laughs> I'm in my seventies. Yeah, Casey. It was yeah. just a, it was a roundabout way. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, to say that. Wow. You know, without being vulgar. That's what. Uh, that's why it seemed so. Yeah. Edgy at the time. So you had sit on Nibble it. Nibble on my bag. <laughs> that was my catchphrase. Just, hey, Mr. C. Yeah. Nibble well, on my why bag. Why don't you grab a quick nibble on my bag? <laughs> oh, dear. Hey. Hey. All right, Casey, go through all the all the catchphrases from the cast members. At uh, I at, still got it. Is Ralph Mouth. Yeah. Uh, sit on it. Uh, Everybody hey. said that. Yeah. Everybody said it. But it was usually sit on it, Potsy. Potsy, yeah. yeah. Uh, a right. Uh, whoa, whoa. All right. Uh, what, what about uh, Big Al? Big Al. 
Yep, 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 yep. yep, yep. I knew it. Uh, um, Mr. C had a, uh, did he have a, uh, um, wow. Wait, who was wow, sure wow, he did. Wow. Oh, that was, uh, Chachi. Chachi. That was Chachi. Um, Erin Moran was a, which she'd be, Joni would be sit on it as well. Yep. And uh, Mr. C had to have had one. Nibble my bag. Nibble my he, bag. Both he and right. Reagan used that. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, oh, uh, Potsy's running for mayor. Uh, and he will be running against Ohio's current mayor, Betsy Sticks. Other candidates have Betsy the, Sticks. until mid-July to enter the race. Wasn't there a character on Happy Days named Sticks? I don't remember. Remember, he was the the, the, the black drummer, and, and uh, they were going to have a welcome Hawaii to the union party, and people weren't going to attend because they were racist. Oh, really? Until Fonzie stood up. Was that a one, one-off episode character? Sticks? One or two episodes. A couple episodes, yeah. maybe? Okay. Yes. Uh, you know who know that? Craig Lagans. Uh, so... Other William, although Williams announced his candidacy to the Ojai community, is yet to announce it via social media. But Henry Winkler uh, has endorsed his old pal, quote, retweeting a uh, speculating tweet with, you have my vote. Um, and following the 1984 conclusion of Happy Days, Williams went on to act, produce, and direct many shows and films, including Star Trek Voyager, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Melrose Place, Beverly Hills 90210. And several others. There we go. Preston's up on the screen. The uh, life and death of John Bailey, who portrayed oh, Sticks. Oh, he was a drummer for Richie's band. Right. In two episodes. There you go. Two episodes. Okay. Uh, by the way, not only uh, would uh, he join the company of other actors, uh, besides uh, President Ronald Reagan. That's right. Thank you, sir. Nibble my Nibble bag. Nibble my bag. <laughs> yes. Uh, but also Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Was, uh, governor of California. Why did you sit on it? Uh, and uh, Sonny Bono. Up was your nose with the rubber hose. The mayor of... <laughs> <laughs> Wrong show. Oh. That was, uh, that was Welcome Is Back, Carver. Welcome Back, Carver. Uh, Palm Springs Mayor Sonny Bono. And, of course... Uh, Clint Eastwood was the mayor of Carmel. Carmel. Isn't that wild? The mayor of Carmel was Clint Eastwood for a while? I was actually there when he was the mayor. Uh, I went to visit my uncle. Did you ever see him puttering around? I didn't see him anywhere. We were hoping so. We went to a a place that he liked called the Hog's Breath, hoping that maybe we would see him. I'd like your vote. (laughs) Do you have any babies you need kissed? Uh, alas, we did not see Clint Didn't Eastwood. Didn't mean interrupt. While we were there. But so. I'd like your vote. Mm. Now. <laughs> it's not It's not election day. Just sit down. Have a Shirley Temple. Sit on it. <laughs> I still got it. All right. Uh, let's see what else we can get into. Um, how about uh, this? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot about this. Bam Margera was filmed partying. During his escape from Florida rehab. Wait, did they uh, get him back again? This is another time he escaped again. Yes, but he's he's now back. So the Jackass star hit a bar in uh, Pompano Beach after leaving the treatment center on June 25th. Oh, uh, from there, he went to the hospital to treat an injured wrist. He went to a strip club and a friend's house where he appeared to be unconscious. Mm-hmm. Eventually returned to rehab uh, a couple of days later, so oh, apparently so- this was he he, uh, he may have broken his sobriety. They're saying. Well, and he's court ordered, right? So he had to yeah. go back. But yep. oh, this is just so sad. I know. Got to get it together. It's tough. Uh, let's see. This is a sweet story. Uh, Julie Andrews revealed in a recent interview with Vanity Fair that her on-screen granddaughter. Uh, Anne Hathaway is like family. The 86-year-old actress uh, recalled working with Hathaway in the 2001 film The Princess Diaries and said it was great fun to watch her growing and learning and I think that I probably was a bit of a mum to her too. 
and she said they are great friends. I like so to think that. Nice to I like their uh, their chemistry in those movies. I loved it. Yeah, so they were fun movies. They were cute. Did movies. you like those movies? Or was your hatred of uh, her so much that you couldn't stand them, Kathy? <laughs> no, I liked it. Okay. Uh, Britney Spears shared a bit of her tropical honeymoon by posting a video of herself rolling in the ocean and walking on the beach wearing nothing but bikini bottoms. She likes to be naked a she lot. She really, really does. Yeah. Uh, one video she posted showed her dancing on a boat as it races across the ocean, all while loving on her new hu- husband, Sam Ashgari. Uh, she said that she had been watching her favorite movie starring Matthew McConaughey and was playing the role of How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. And she said, am I obnoxious enough? Do you guys think it's real? So I guess that's from the movie. I don't know. And uh, so she's been rolling around on the beach uh, topless. Hey, Sam Ashgari is in uh, that new Mel Gibson movie that received 0% oh, on no RottenTomatoes.com. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, so good for him. Yeah, right? <laughs> good for you. <laughs> Um, how about this, uh, Baywatch actress Carmen Electra joined OnlyFans in May and says recently how much she enjoys the platform. She said, what I realized is that OnlyFans is a safe place. It is a safe place. Where you can be your own creator. <laughs> when I want to show my taint, that's where I go. She said, uh, that the website allows her to be, quote, her own creative director, my own stylist, my own visionary. I'm going to do this shot in my bathroom. She said, there's no one telling you what to do. I'm my own boss. Isn't that the way... Social media pretty much is. Well, you know, it's funny because they, uh, again, if you've ever seen, and this documentary's got to be about a year and a half, maybe two years old about OnlyFans. At that point, Preston, you had people raking in cash for building up a fan base, um, you know, with limited, obviously a ring camera, and and they go on a couple times a day, they do a little bit of promotion, and they're off and running. It was amazing. Yep. Uh... TMZ reports cheer star Jerry Harris has been sentenced to 12 years in prison oh. in his child pornography case. Do you, you know anybody watch cheer? No. I've seen a little bit of it. Like, yeah. uh, Rochelle was watching it for a little while, and it would be on, and I'd catch a little bit of it. And um, Do you remember seeing this guy on the show? I, I rem- Yes, I remember seeing him. I remember seeing the story. And then Rochelle was watching the show one day, and I'm like, which one? He's like, that's, that's him right there. So wow. She pointed him out to me a couple of times. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty wild there. It's, it's a, it's an interesting subculture, right? Uh, the cheer, the competitive cheer community. And to some people, they're like really big stars, you know? So, uh, the 22 year old former cheerleader pleaded guilty to one count of received child pornography and one count of traveling with the intent to engage in illicit sexual conduct. So 12 years. In yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, Ryder Strong revealed Tuesday that he didn't like being associated with Boy Meets World when he was younger. I don't know who he was on Boy Meets World. Ryder Strong. I only remember uh, the main character who is Fred Savage's brother. Ben Savage. Ben Savage and Topanga. Uh, oh, God. What is her Daniel name? Daniel Fisher. And then yeah. the, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, oh, teacher. Okay. the, the teacher. The teacher was a, um, the voice of Kit. What's his name? William Daniels. William Daniels. Mr. Feeney? Yeah. So the actor said, for years in my mid-teens, I didn't watch the show. Whenever we were down from the show, I literally ran away from Los Angeles and buried my head in the sand. That must have been painful. He said, I should have just been happier and lived in the moment and been proud of the show and been proud of what we were doing. But instead, I don't know, I had a real chip on my shoulder. Could you die of asphyxiation if your head was buried in the sand? I I assume, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, terrible yeah. way to Why go. Why would you, you do that? Have yeah. to be careful. 
Boy Meets World star found dead with his head in the sand. Yeah. I'm, uh, real quick, Preston, why is this a story? Because uh, it's it was in the entertainment prep that I got this morning. I mean, like, what, is he doing press for something else? Is he still working? Oh yeah. All right. Yeah, he's in. Uh, he's in the thing with the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's in that thing. Yeah. With the guy. He's mm-hmm. one of the stars. I got you. Coming soon to Epics. The thing oh. with the guy. I'm sorry. He's going to star in the Anson Williams story. I didn't know that. <laughs> I just saw yeah, that. I'm yep. sorry. I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> hey, Pachi, nibble my bag. <laughs> nibble my bag. Hey, Pachi, nibble my bag. Hey. <laughs> what was that? It was nothing. What was that? It was supposed to be this. Where's that effing sound? Where's that goddamn sound coming? Thank you, thank you. When you, it became so annoying. They were such big stars. They would walk into the scene. Uh-huh. Woo! You'd have to wait for the audience to stop whooping. Nibble my bag. Hey, wait Ralph, the- nibble my bag. Thank you, thank you. Glad you like it. Uh, he was promoting. Oh, uh, Nick, he was apparently promoting the Boy Meets World podcast. Oh, there you uh, go. There we go. He didn't say that in my little. Info. I'm on the seventh episode. It is great. In okay. my sheet here. Uh, I think we should move to the clips now. Okay. I had a couple other things, but screw you guys. <laughs> hey, nibble my bag. Yeah. <laughs> that guy likes you. That guy likes you. Where are you from, sure? <laughs> Oh, you're you're working yeah. the crowd he's, now. He's got a big fan right up front here. Reagan is where doing you crowd from, work. Sure. <laughs> I, I'm from uh, uh, from Ohio. Hey, that's where they nibble my bag. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the one guy. <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> Tell me, do they sell adult clothes where you bought that outfit? <laughs> What a weird sounding it is, laugh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I didn't know we had all these variety variety of audience laughter clips. Well, all right, let's do the clips. Here we go. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, please. I can't do it without a drum roll. Blackbird follows Jimmy Keene, a convicted drug dealer who has offered his freedom in exchange for coaxing a confession out of a suspected serial killer. In this clip, uh, Taryn Egerton. Is it Egerton oh. or Egerton? Uh, look, I don't know. Taryn Egerton. I don't Eager, know. Egger. Explains he played Rocket Man. Why the set made him anxious. Here we go. They overtake the electrical system of the prison and they're able to control the cells. So when they shut those gates i can't get out so you do feel something of the reality of it particularly if it's a scene where it's lit for the middle of the night as many of the scenes are in the show and you do feel a little kind of jolt of anxiety you know i don't give a f- well uh, blackbird premieres on uh, apple tv plus tomorrow he looks very lean for this series mm. uh, he he dropped a lot of weight there is talk that he might be playing the live action version of Hercules okay. the, based on the animated version of Hercules. You know, Disney's taking all their animated movies and making live action versions. Steve, you know what, looking at him, I wonder, I wonder if he might be too short, but he could be a decent Bond, you know? I think he could be. I yeah. think he's got the, the command, but you're right, he might be a little too tiny. Just, just a little yeah, bit. Tiny. All right, uh, next clip, here we go. 
Galactic Killer, Gore the God Butcher, interrupts Thor's quest to find inner peace in Marvel Studios' Thor, Love and Thunder. And here, Christian Bale finds a unique similarity between playing a villain in Thor and hero in Batman. There is some confusing sympathy uh, uh, for such a monster as, as Gore and certainly some understanding. And, and likewise, you know, Batman is not such an out-and-out uh, um, uh, hero as many others. So uh, uh, the two of them do have uh, these uh, uh, raging conflicts within them. <laughs> Thor Love and Theaters is in tomorrow. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, it is Thor's Day. day long, we are going to have your chance to win this uh, cool prize pack, which I'm going to give away now to call it number 16. It is uh, a Thor's Day prize pack that includes $60 in Fandango codes and a Thor Love and Thunder t-shirt and mini poster. Nice! Call it number 16. You will get them. 215-263-WMMR. It's brought to you by Marvel Studios. Thor Love and Thunder in theaters everywhere tomorrow, by the way. So let's get you set up with that. We're going to take a break. Don't forget a couple of guests on the program. Adam Ferrara will be joining us. And uh, Matt McGinnis, who we know from Mystery Science Theater 3000, to talk about Blob Fest. So a couple things shaking. We'll be back in a few. Stay with us this morning. Week on the Preston and Steve Show live stream, we met Preston's horse and Casey tried to climb a wall. Yep, both really happened. This week, Coheed and Cambria, the whole band, live performance in studio Friday at 9 a.m. Like and subscribe to the Preston and Steve Show YouTube channel to see and hear it all for yourself. I saw this article this morning, um, and it was in the Daily Mail. Um, and who was it? Tracy Cox is her name, yes. believe it or not. Yes. She's like a, a relationship advice columnist. Out of England, correct? Out of England, correct. And um, I saw this article. So it's, you know, obviously online dating, uh, using apps and all that stuff is very easy uh, to, you know, peruse. But then again, you might be hesitant on that type of thing. You want to do it old school. She had come up with some ideas on how and where to meet men if you're, you know, like in your 30s or something like that. That age range is kind of where she's targeting. But out in the real world. Yes. Like some good places and what to do. And I was like, okay, I'll take a look at this. And there's some good practical advice here. Uh, but it goes on to later on describe, and, and I'll get to it at the end of uh, how to tell when a man is interested in you. Secret mm-hmm. si- secret signs that he's ready for sex, which I found very, very fun. But uh, I wanted to go through some of these other things. Locations where where you can meet men. Yeah. So this, yeah. we're trying to help out the uh, the ladies who are, 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 are yeah. guys. And, and, well, you messed up, son. You can't go to no bar to find a nice woman. You got to go to a nice place, a quiet place like a library. There's a good woman there. Church. And um, at church, is good girls. Yeah. Or this place here, where I'm going tonight, the Black Awareness Rally, there's going to be some fine women there. Good, good, clean girl. That's <laughs> what well, I'm going <laughs> I love that scene so it's much. Great. It's I anything that takes place in Mighty Sharp uh-huh. in that shop is just gold. Uh, for those who have never seen Coming to America, that's what that's from. So anyhow, um, where to meet men, she says. All right, so not, and, and, and like he says at the beginning of that clip, you can't go to no bar. Well, well, you messed up, son. You can't go to no bar to find a nice woman. You got to go to a nice place. At... All right, so <laughs> library. instead of the bars, uh, here, here are the suggestions. So right. exercising, she says, but... Pilates, probably not going to turn up too many prospects. So you don't want to go to yoga, Pilates, things like that. If you're interested in meeting a guy, chances are you need to go somewhere else like a uh, a gym, 
boot camp style classes and running clubs and things like so, that. So uh, her suggestion of a boot camp made sense to me. Like in a gym, a lot of times uh, I would think, and Kathy, obviously, and you and Marissa can can speak to this more. But I think uh, you're you're kind you're of you're kind of you're working with other people. You what? know, whereas at a gym, you're kind of. You're on your equipment, and yeah. you, you don't want to be bothered. Yeah, yeah you, you know? need some sort of class. Or, or like CrossFit, CrossFit always seems to be yeah. like that family feel, and you get to know people, you become friends with them. And yeah. if you're not, if you're just starting, um, you can have a heart attack in public. That's always a benefit. <laughs> okay, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Kathy, have you ever been hit on or approached in a gym? Because, you know, it's really like... You should never do that if you're a guy. It's right. just yeah, it's, yeah. it's rule number one, but it still happens. I don't know. If, I don't think he was hitting on me, but um, actually, he's a listener of the show, and he yeah. ended up telling me. And uh, we used to call him Superman because he used to wear a Superman shirt to the gym. Uh, he's probably <laughs> listening now. I don't think he was hitting on me, but he he once said to me, "He's like, I'm practically doing flips over there." He's like, "You're not even looking over at me." <laughs> wow. <laughs> he like, but he was like super. He was very fit. He um, like would do pull ups and like flip up over the bar. Right. And, like, right. You know. We always like kind of smiled at him because he was like, you know, he drew attention to himself in the gym. And right. I was, I would do a uh, class with a group of girls, and so we'd be like, Superman's over there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She also recommends going to your local park. Go to the park. It says uh, post pandemic. Go to the park. Parks are the new, new cool place to be, but don't just go for a walk. Sit on a bench. Resist the urge to drag out your phone and simply look around you. Make eye contact with anyone you like the look of and stay put. If they like you, they'll find a reason to walk past again within the next five or ten minutes. So I saw a woman in the park the other day. She had a shopping cart with a lot of uh, what appeared to be her belongings in it. Was was she on the prowl? She might have been, Steve. She was sending out the vibes to me, bro. Uh, Was I getting hit on? Yeah. Yeah. Did she tell you? Did she walk up and say, "Give me a dollar"? Yeah, I want a dollar. Um, but uh, I don't know. Maybe she was interested. Steve, who knows? All right, uh, taking the dog for a walk. So if you have a if you have a pet or if you want to borrow one, it gives people the perfect excuse to approach you. And that that is actually guys use that. It's a nice breaker as well. Right. Most Remember, definitely. Uh, what was the uh, the, the Janine Garofalo film that was oh, really yeah. truth about cats Jesus and dogs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, so I took my dog to, and you're not, I didn't realize this, but, uh, K-May has like a little, uh, town center walk, huh. and I took Reggie there, and, I mean, it, people went crazy for him. The amount of tail you got was crazy, right? Well, I mean, but, it, you know, you're talking about this precedent, it's just, it's, I think it's weirder and harder for a guy to approach a woman oh in God, public. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Not, yes. Like, oh I, I, but like, I, mean, I don't want to scare you. If you want to, I, these, I think, provide, to Breston's point in the point yeah. of the article, these provide you a more viable, uh, unless you're like yeah. a, the, what they used to classically refer to as a masher, if you legitimately would like to speak to a woman and start a line of conversation. Well, here's the thing. These are just the places to go to. Now, your right. technique that right. you use. Yes. Like, you can't just whip it out. When you get there. Uh, is a different story. Hey, okay. nibble my shack. Right. I love this dog. No, it's bag. Right. Nibble my bag. Nibble my, nibble my bag. I like sack works, too. It's actually It's better. even better. Actually, yeah. that was, no, that was uh, Gerald Ford's line. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Nibble uh, my bag. Uh, places, you may want to go, ladies, to places where men outnumber women. This is if you're indeed interested in a man, that is. So. Dissectomy center. Uh, yeah, chances yeah. are going to be more men than women there. So uh, she says a local pub rather than the glitzy bar that attracts girls looking hopefully out for uh, from behind a cocktail. A gym that has heavy, a heavy weights section rather than one that targets the yoga crowd, which kind of goes back to that first thing we said. So you don't want to go to an, a real 
meathead gym, if you go to, I think, like a CrossFit or a, like a lot of women are into now getting into sort of the more powerlifting line for a good exercise. So that might be a good option. But but a a pub rather than a, like a meat market bar. Right. So uh, I saw this um, uh, Instagram video not that long ago and it was advertising Kavanaugh's. And I love Kavanaugh's. It's a great place. But it was was for their nightlife and it was... um, Showing off what a cool club it is at night, and they the, the clearly not uh, aimed towards me and in, in their demographic. But right. it was you know people in their twenties, uh, all good looking, all having a really great time. And <laughs> it's just like it, it boggles my mind that anybody ever goes to places like that to meet, and they do. I just don't know how anyone ever is able to actually have a conversation, or if that doesn't matter whatsoever. Oh. I, you know, there is, a, and I know completely what you're saying. I mean, I'm 46. You know. Even then, though, when you want to communicate and it's so loud or so I've never gotten this. Uh, yeah, and that, that I, I used to do that. I used, I mean, it was hard, but I, yeah. I used to totally be in the so, clubs all the time. Did you lean in like and do the yelling yeah, thing? Yeah, totally. Man. You would have to I yell. Like you. Yeah, you would, have, you would have to yell. <laughs> you know, we were doing shots and, you know, yeah. I mean, it was, it was yeah. a different atmosphere, you know? I mean, what are you reading these days? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what we talked about. <laughs> I think what happens is you you do that that lean in thing provides you a little bit of you know yeah you're getting in right. intimate you're getting in close uh, and I then, would and misunderstand then, everything you yes, say yeah, yes. anything you say yeah. now we yeah. would if we yeah. were yeah. younger we're back in the day Richard yeah what I'm t- I have to leave Matlock is coming on. <laughs> Okay. No, it doesn't stink. It's called Blue Emu. <laughs> it's great for joint pain, but you can't smell it. <laughs> so William Devane advises we invest in gold. <laughs> I get my prescription pills from Canada. Okay. <laughs> right? Can I give you some other advice? Other places? I use a jitterbug phone because the display is much bigger. Wait, what? The jitterbug with the grandkids call. Oh, the jitterbug phone. <laughs> the grandpad. Do you use the grandpad? <laughs> All right. So some other places yeah. that uh, ladies can go to to meet men. If you're looking to actually meet in person and not be at a bar where you're screaming like that, uh, she recommends a rally. So you're not going to be waiting long to join one. This weekend, Extinction Rebellion marched through central London. Plenty of climate-aware, smiley, hippie types out in force if you were looking. So there's always some type of a Mm -hmm. gathering of types. You can find those. All right, Steve, this one, she actually recommends a hardware store. A hardware store. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. I, I'll tell you what. I've met a lot of great guys at hardware stores. <laughs> I, I, uh, you know, I always have questions. I've and I'm been like, yes. with Casey. I've told you before. Yeah. I have been with Casey in a hardware store where he just goes up to random people. Yeah. They're and- not random. Explain. They're random to you, but I, they're... They're people you've never met random. before that don't That's work there. They're random I people. I these people up. I have judged them by the way they look. They right. are not random. I'm like, this guy looks like he can help me out. 
Right? It just and it, you and it'll walk yet. up yeah. and say yeah. something like, hey, you look like you know how to make, how to build a fence. Yeah. How uh, to put in a ceiling fan. Yeah. Stuff like that. And then he'll ask questions about it and, and, uh, and, well, and let's strike see. up a conversation. And that is a great way. It, and I know you've hooked up with a lot of guys. A lot of guys that way. I had a guy yeah. come over last summer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, That listen. was great, man. Hey. I love what you did with your tongue, but I'm married. I know you're married. We can't. We can't do this. Don't catch any feelings. Uh, don't get attached. Uh, I'm a loose cannon. She said they attract lots of men, and you got plenty of excuses to strike up a conversation. Can you help me choose which picture or glue or paint I yeah, need? Yeah, I can do that for you. Uh, yes, we all know women are just as good at do-it-yourself, but a bit of pretending won't make you a traitor to feminism. I had three touches. <laughs> No, I'm just looking for a ceiling fan. <laughs> <laughs> I could see. So it, it isn't. Yeah, that, that that could work. You'd have to hang around all yeah. day. You're like a, I'd, I've seen a Home Depot hooker. I've seen people in hardware stores, and I'm one of those yeah. people in hardware stores. You don't want to come up to me, and you know. So anyway, but you, if you hang out, if you loiter at the hardware store, maybe you got a shot. Um, she also says a coffee shop is a good spot. If yeah. You, if you spot someone you like the look of, note the time they arrive for their morning coffee. Uh, we are creatures of routine. Turn up the next day and the next at the same time. So... And make eye contact and smile, and the next thing you know, you're chatting comfortably in the in the in a, in a cafe, a classic cafe where they have like Wi-Fi, or you yeah. might have that sort of situation where people are. You'll see people sitting at their 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 tables, yeah, working on things or whatever. Did you guys ever uh, continue to show up somewhere because you knew somebody was going to be there, or you had hoped that the, somebody sure would be there? I'm sure that I have an employee. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There was a girl. I had three <laughs> He's here. Nah, there was a girl that worked uh, when I was early in my radio career, and, and she worked at this grocery store. And I would go there. She worked at a counter that that served like hot food and stuff like that. So I had a reason to go there because I was hungry. But I would go there specifically to see Did her. you walk past her with a whole bunch of meats and stuff under your shirt? And uh... I told her it was a fraternity, uh, a fraternity prank that I was doing. <laughs> Nothing for me today, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Baskin-Robbins, man. That's where, where the cute girls in high school worked. And uh, so, I mean, a different kind of vibe case, but we would go there all the time. And I had a really cute golden retriever, and so I would take the dog over. None of it ever worked, but I tried. Right. I gave it a shot. You know what? You got to feel bad for the girl that works there that's not interested because she is chained to that oh, yeah. location. <laughs> yeah. And has no choice but to... More free samples, please? Uh, yeah. Man, exactly. I went to Cali every single... Saturday night. No, no, not Saturday night. Wednesday night. And you would think because it was a, a covered charge of five bucks and then yeah. 20 bucks and drink Cali. It's now, well, I think R.P. McMurphy's is now closed. It was across the street from them in Dade uh, Mall. But like, I would go there because specifically there was this girl, short blonde hair, who just did not want to give me the time of the day. Mm. But you tried. I tried. tried. Yeah. yeah. Just by being there. Just right. by being there. Mm-hmm. I think I, like, offered to buy her a drink. <laughs> a 25-cent yeah. drink a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> hey, two bits. No yeah. problem. Here's a dollar. I'm going to buy you four drinks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, another uh, opportunity, uh, ladies, for you to meet men through volunteering. Uh, she says, this is uh, according to uh, the author, Tracy Cox is her name. Uh, God knows there's plenty of organizations that would welcome your help, and he's likely to be nice as well. Offered to be the person who registers everyone, welcomes them to the event, and you'll meet all potentials. Uh, live music events. And then she goes on to say, you know, like waiting in line somewhere, so on and so on. So anyhow, here you go. Ladies, 
How do you let him know you're interested? Uh, All right. And she gives him advice. How do ladies yes. telegraph yes. that they're interested? And, and Marissa and Kathy, pay attention. <laughs> we want these rated. She said women are great on picking up subtle body language clues. Men, not so much. So keep it simple and overt. Okay. And so make it clear. Uh, these are five body language clues that men recognize most. So you do the like the uh, you spread your legs and do the hatchet chop. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she says, do not use just don't just use one. Use them all. So here's one of them: stand close and face him. Mm-hmm. That way he can't help but see you. Make lots of eye contact. It's the most obvious flirting si- signal of all. Should you rapid fire blink? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, make sure that your body language is open. Uncross your arms, yeah. relax your shoulders, Spread and your legs. turn your torso to face him. Okay. These are all sort of seductive, mo- or, or, yeah. or not, if not seductive, inviting. Yes. There's talking- one on here that I really, really, that's like, okay. Okay. I don't think they're Definitely give, giving you guys enough credit, though. Don't If somebody's making eye contact with you or comes over to talk, I mean, I can you? tell in a heartbeat. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. how I got free French fries from this uh, girl at Burger King in college. <laughs> Maybe, but then again, I might be going, then again, I might be wrong. Maybe she's just being nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she says, uh, smile directly at him. The second most obvious signal that you want uh, to chat him up. And then this is the one that, that would do it for me. Look down at the floor yeah. and then up to meet his eyes again. Mm. You're on the radio, aren't you? That's <laughs> I recognize that voice. Wait, what? Do Kathy, you, you want to do it? Lance is running for mayor? Yeah, I want to know why. <laughs> do that. it. Because this. Okay. I'm, all right, this this all is right. what I'm envisioning. All right, I'm going to do it to you. Oh, God, I'm going to be creeped out. So here we go. <laughs> 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 no, that's That's okay. it? Let me no. take my glasses off. Let no. me do it again. Hang on. No. I want the cameras that. to get yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should I do it at the camera? You look up, yeah. yeah so so, so, so Nick camera. Murphy can cover it. Yeah. Right, here we go. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy's got a boner. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's too much. All right. Stop what, it. What do you, what, <laughs> what's, what's your go-to subtle inviting look? There's a great There's a great scene in the Batman where um uh, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman is walking along She's and, real seductive. And, and so uh you know the the Bat- Batman says look look back at him she goes if I look back at him he's going to he's going to think you know, their connection's going to take place all right and she doesn't she she turns back and he's like he gets up and walks over here we go yeah cuz yeah. she knows she's got that the the look back yeah. is definitely that's a that's big a time big signal. look yes like to like a second like, look so at like, that. Yeah, so like, she like saw him once she passes as if you're walking yeah away. right oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. boom yeah oh god also she's oh, so okay. private so yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I also feel like a subtle touch of the arm uh, yes you know? well, any any kind of yeah. contact with your tongue yeah. any kind of contact <laughs> is uh, is definitely gonna Ooh, that's wet your tongue's wet give me a semi for sure. <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, so you're saying too much? Yeah, a little. <laughs> sort of a demure look down and look up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. Especially if the head stays down and just the eyes right. come up, <laughs> and then a little blinky. I, keep, I keep looking right at her. Uh, when I see, do that. that would be like for me. That would be like I'm. There's something I don't like about you. Like I'm checking your whole body. Why don't we leave this place and go find a Ramada? Not uh, the head tilt. Not the, that. Yes, you you yeah. got it. But like if I were to just like. I you from t- you know head to yeah. toe like yeah. wouldn't you think I'm um, what is she looking at yeah 
like like elevator eyes up and down that whole thing, yeah, or like, yeah, like if I went like. Well, yeah, like that. There's yeah. like zero interest in your expression <laughs> this is at all. Uh, 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 uh. Cold dead eyes. Yeah, like, really. Totally. I was smiling. She hates you. God, this poor woman is brain dead. Maybe because if I'm looking, you had to tell there is something. Wait, yeah. real probably. Quick. Like. That moment, though, where you feel that connection when they when they make that look at you, and it doesn't happen often in life, but when it does, there's something very, very palpable about oh it. Oh my gosh! And, and yes. Like, and for me, anyway, whenever it's happened, it it is a sensation that it's like a York pepper and patty. Like I, I feel it throughout my entire body, and I'm like, oh my god, I actually have a shot with this person. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember the first time I got that look from my wife, from Claire. When we were just uh, just the first couple of times we'd encountered each other, there's that, and that, I'm like, oh. Steve, like there's that that yeah. double take, right? Like you yeah. look at her, yeah, and then she looks back at you, right? And then you do it again, right? Yes. And you're like, holy crap, I I think she might yeah. like me. We um, went, so so like <clears throat> we went. Is that what you said? <laughs> so it okay. So so what do you do? All right, let's say you okay. have that connection. What do you do? This is for women. This is advice yeah. for women. Uh, and she says, make the approach yourself. If, if he is not coming over to you, make the approach yourself. Walk confidently up to him. Smile up to into his face and say, well, I figured one of us should make a move after that eye contact. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we live in a, we're in a, such a cynical time that everything you say all just sounds like a line, you know? So um, you you got to be inventive. A pretty good line I saw was in a movie. What was it called? Did uh, you fart? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I smelled something all the I way over something here. Horrible. I thought perhaps you farted. <laughs> <laughs> I was across the room and I smelled something that kind of like okra. Oh, okra. Oh. <laughs> I thought perhaps you're from New Orleans and farted. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really obscure one. (laughs) Listen, if you're trying to stand out uh, from everyone else, just tell me that she thinks I'm from New Orleans. You you may want to try that. Um, She thinks I'm from New Orleans. Uh, There was a movie with... uh, Anyway, I forgot who it was. Anyway, so these two people made this eye contact. They kind of show it back and forth, a little smile. And eventually he goes over and says, hey, I thought I would... Just come over and say hello yeah. because we had a little connection. Right, yeah. Kind of gestured to his eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's a good line if if you did indeed have that little connection. But anyhow. I mean, you're good eye. Uh, she, says, <laughs> <laughs> she says, how do you start a conversation? Here's right. tips. Uh, and, and remember, still, I want to I want to eventually get to the secret signs that he's ready for sex because I think you guys are going to like this. So uh, take a deep breath and smile. This uh, part is easier than you think, she says. Don't stress about what to say. 80% of someone's impression of you and the first sentence you utter has virtually nothing to do with what you're saying. It's whether you've said it with passion, a smile, and a friendly look. That takes the weight off of... <sighs> You know, don't say something ridiculous or, yeah. or that's going to turn somebody. We realize you're, you're both kind of trying to figure it out. Yeah. So concentrate on getting that right, she says. And it's just a smile and a friendly right. look mainly is what you want to do. Smile and a Coke. Uh, and she says the best chat-up line is simply one which is appropriate to the situation you're in and something not too challenging. If you're in a sandwich shop and standing in line next, the best thing uh, since sliced bread, sorry, couldn't resist, you're going to sound like an idiot if you come out with, you look like an angel who's dropped from heaven. Better surely like say... liverwurst. <laughs> Wait, what? Do you like liverwurst? Liverwurst? It's one of my favorite meat products. 
I suspect the other one is in your pants. <laughs> uh, she says, I'll if take you... a pound of whatever you got between your legs. Um, you may want to try something like, have you eaten here before? I can't yeah. decide between the chicken or tuna. And then, oh, God. Poor, yeah. <laughs> you want some tuna? <laughs> Uh, anyway, I'm going I'm to jump ahead. All right. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm going to jump ahead because... Let's there get the tuna. Apparently, there are secret signs that he's ready for sex. Right. Okay, she says, look for these subtle signs okay. that he's turned on. He's like, you got a boner. <laughs> <laughs> that he's That's turned on sun. and ready before you... massive erection. Before you lean in for that first kiss. All right, so here you go. And I would like someone to illustrate these things, okay? Okay. Uh, okay. And I can do it if you want All to, right. but... Uh, he's touching his face more than usual. So, you like yeah. this? Yeah. He's <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like uh, so I would say, if you're, if you're perhaps like you're, you're doing one yeah. of these yeah, or, or, or stroking your chin or, yeah. or, or prying your eyes wide open with your index fingers yeah. and thumbs. <laughs> I do this a lot. I, I rest my uh, uh, my finger thumb, in your uh, nose, thumb under my chin, and my index finger on the side of my face. Uh, are you doing that in case of the, the, the V with your fingers and, and sticking your tongue out? <laughs> he's just touching his face. That's all he's doing. Uh, yep. All right, his eyes appear shiny and moist. What? And well, his, they have to be. And his pupils are large and dilated. He's, he's on meth. He's high. Yeah, yeah he's, that's the yeah. He has three tentacles. <laughs> I smell lightning. <laughs> what? Huh? His eyes are... Seahorses forever. His pupils are dilated. When totally aroused, pupils can double in size. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, notice that he's breathing quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh, these, I would might find some of these a little troubling. Um, his sentences are short and half finished. <laughs> this is clearly an addict yeah. that we're talking to. <gasps> yeah, they're short and half finished. <laughs> uh, his hand, thigh, or knee accidentally touches yours. Okay. Um, so that that's an interesting thing. I think that... Uh, if your legs, uh, if you're sitting side by side, or you're, you know, that 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 gentle touch, uh, as they just sort of by happenstance, that's that's an indicator, and and neither side recoils in terror. Uh, she also says to notice if his thighs are tense. You have very tense thighs. Now, how do you do that? I couldn't help but notice that your thighs are very tense. <laughs> they need a deep tissue massage. I don't. I don't do you see- like liverwurst? <laughs> I do. I don't know. I like pimento loaf. I guess maybe if they're wearing shorts. I could see in your tight shorts, your thighs are very tense. Yep. Uh, Do you have a taut scrotum? Uh, ooh. Huh. I mean wrinkleless. <laughs> Does anybody? Smooth. Uh-oh. Like billiard balls. Um, <laughs> all right. You, you may notice that his lips are red and swollen. You look oh. like an idiot. <laughs> Here's You're making out with a pepper? <laughs> His lips are red and swollen. A, tex- a texture says these are the same symptoms if you have rabies. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, his nostrils flare. That's a, to me. That's an aggressive. So you're, you look like a you look like a, a, a charging bull. Yeah. yeah. So so let's <laughs> let's let's sum this up. His pupils are dilated. He's yeah. breathing quickly. His his lips. <laughs> 
are red and swollen and his nostrils flare. Hey, he's using bath salt. I'm scared. <laughs> he's ready to rip your face off. <laughs> So, ladies, that's what you have to look forward to when a man is interested. What do you think is one of the the best sort of um, initial exchanges captured on in a movie where... I was watching Defending Your Life with Albert Books, and the way he's conversing with Meryl Streep in that movie is a very... Very organic, yeah. Very easy conversation. Very easy yeah, going. They, yeah, they're, when, they're not they're not playing roles. They're just themselves. Yeah, um, that's a really good question. Uh, where people just all of a sudden, when you when you slide into a groove, very right, easily, right. That you can tell that doesn't mean that an awkward uh, first meeting is is that that things are off the table. No, Sometimes no. it can it can work out that way. Yeah. Um, Goodwill Hunting was pretty good with uh, Matt Damon and Minnie Driver. Where did they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Meeting at the bar, and I mean, he's you know he's a genius. Matt uh, Damon. She uh, <laughs> she's into him because of his ability, and then he doesn't go for her right away. You know, right, right. In fact, she comes over to him. That's a great line later yeah. on. She's like, yeah. "You blew it." Yeah, I've been sitting here all night waiting for you to come over here and talk to me. <laughs> yeah, I and like she that. gives him uh, the the phone number. Yeah, so she made the aggressive move. He got her number. Yeah, I got her number. I like apples. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like liverwurst? <laughs> I'm a genius. <laughs> what do you mean, Hildeman? <laughs> do you like liverwurst? Oh, not particularly. I <laughs> What's this guy talking about? He's a genius. <laughs> Go with it. Oh. Yeah, right. Yeah. He may be oh, eccentric. You like liverwurst? <laughs> yeah. Smart man. All right. Well, anyhow. Um... Meeting men without uh, actually getting out in the real world and meeting men. These are these are some tips uh, for ladies uh, or men who are interested in getting out and meeting more people. So just thought I'd share. Yeah, there's some interesting stuff. Pass in that. that info along. Yeah. All right. Um, it is uh, well. There's a hunky man, and it's today's day. Today is his day. It's Thor's day. And we have your opportunity to win a Thor Love and Thunder prize pack right now. We'll take call number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. You get 60 bucks in Fandango codes and a Thor Love and Thunder t-shirt and a mini poster that comes along to you. And by the way, Thursday is named after Thor. It is. The Norse God of Thor, believe it. How about that? Thor's Day is Thursday. So, caller number 12, let's get you in there. And uh, the movie opens in theaters everywhere tomorrow. 215-263-WMMR is the number. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second in the Bizarre File. And also, we're going to talk to Matt McGinnis from Mystery Science Theater 3000 about Blobfest, which is returning live this year in Phoenixville. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
I got a few stories I'm going to share with you. Let us begin with this one. A former Colorado funeral home owner pleaded guilty to secretly dissecting corpses and selling body parts without consent for mourning relatives. Jesus Christ. Uh, Megan Hess, who operated the Sunset... Where's Gum Gum's head? uh, Mesa Funeral Home in Montrose and a human body parts business called Donor Services from the same building. Can I help you folks? Uh, She admitted in federal court Tuesday to defrauding at least a dozen families who had paid to have their late loved ones cremated. Was there any sort of asterisk at the bottom might be used for body parts? Maybe they didn't read the fine print. Uh, Instead of cremating the bodies, she harvested heads, spines, arms, and legs, and then sold them. We passed the savings on to you. Prosecutors are calling for Hess, who had previously pleaded not guilty, to be sentenced to 12 to 15 years in prison. Now, she's been out on bond since her arrest in 2020. Her defense attorneys requested a lighter sentence of two years. Grave robbing is so time-consuming. In two- if only there was an option. In 2009, Hess and her mother, Shirley Cock, had launched a nonprofit donor service organization called Sunset Mesa Funeral Foundation, a body broker service. <laughs> Operating out of the funeral home, doing business that would sell body parts to third parties, mostly for surgical training and other educational purposes. Uh, the pair charged customers $1,000 or more for cremations that never occurred. To maximize profits, has targeted poor and vulnerable families. Oh, man. Struggling as they made arrangements in their relatives' final days. She also offered free cremations in exchange for body donation. Uh, many families received ashes mixed with the remains of different cadavers. One client received a concrete mix instead of the remains of their loved ones. Looks a lot like Quaker Oats. Uh, Hess forged dozens of body donor consent forms. Federal investigators found, and a former employee accused her of earning uh, $40,000 by extracting and selling the gold teeth of some of the deceased. How come they're cat turds in this? As part of the macabre scheme. Can you imagine that? While it is illegal to sell organs such as hearts, kidneys, and tendons for transplant in the United States, the sale of cadavers and body parts for use in research or education is not regulated by federal law. Yeah, obviously this, though, is a violation. Yeah, they're doing it without uh, consent. Oh, we forgot to mention that part. Uh, The president of a nationally known rabbit rescue nonprofit has been charged with felony animal cruelty and torture after 47 dead rabbits were found by authorities in a feces-filled barn last week. Police found a chaotic and tragic scene when they arrived to investigate reports of sick and dead rabbits at a barn dubbed the Peace Bunny Cottage. Yeah, in pieces. Uh, They saw rabbits running loose in the barn, and the smell of death, feces, and urine was overwhelming, according to the complaint. This is the uh, rabbit version of your first story. The county attorney, Ron Hosevar, said that uh, this is the first time we've ever seen this type of abuse case where you have a rescue operation that is now doing the opposite. We're deeply troubled by the actions of the defendant in the case. They became suspicious when he released a Haas and Pfeffer cookbook. Uh, Stephanie Hope Smith, who serves as president of the Peace Bunny Foundation, was allegedly on vacation at the time. She agreed that the animal's current condition was, quote, not appropriate (laughs) and said most of the loose bunnies were due to be picked up by another group. Uh, Officers assisted by an Animal Humane Society vet returned the next day with a warrant to find hundreds of rabbits of different ages running loose in the open barn area. Many had burrowed holes in the large piles of manure. Uh. 
And two rabbits, an adult with a broken back and a baby infested with maggots, were immediately euthanized. Be- Six uh, gerbils, two cats, a hamster, and a rabbit. Uh, beneath plywood floorboards many uh, were many more dead rabbits and body parts in various stages of decomposition. In all, authorities found 47 dead bunnies and 19 bunnies in need of immediate attention. Other rabbits were in cages where almost none had water or several were without okay. food. I'm going to say it. This wow. person was not cut out for this line of work. <laughs> no, they were not. Yeah. Uh, so, Josevar said that animal cruelty cases in the county typically involve a common household pet like a dog. Uh, the Humane Society is caring for the 200 rabbits found in the barn. Uh, Stephanie Smith was was charged with three gross misdemeanors in addition to two felonies. Will make her first court appearance on August 22nd. Wow. The sweetest animals. You treat them like that. All right. Uh, this is an interesting story. A wet wipe island. The size of two tennis courts has formed in the Thames River, causing it, uh, as it flows through London, to change course. Ministers have asked... We're going to redirect Wet Wipe Island. Uh, ministers... And we shall join it with Tampon Cove. <laughs> God. In <laughs> one superstructure made of both handy wipes and Tampax. Uh, ministers have... Be open for tourists come next July. Ministers have asked people to stop using wet wipes. Don't and, pull the strings. And the government is considering banning those that contain plastic. You'll Fle- dismantle the island. Uh, Fleur Anderson, a Labor member of Parliament, warned that when flushed down the drains, wet wipes don't disintegrate and instead end up in the Thames, it's England's true. second longest river. Though don't they don't they suggest they do? That's one of the fallacies is that we've had plumbers tell us that a lot of people, you know, believe that those things disintegrate and they yeah. don't like Oh yeah. yeah. And even if it says flushable, you shouldn't it, flush it, them. You shouldn't flush them. So uh uh Floor Anderson said there is an island the size of two tennis courts and I've been and stood on it. It's near Hammersmith Bridge in the Thames. I planted a flag. And it's a meter deep or more in places of just wet wipes. It's actually changed the course of the Thames. Anderson has proposed banning the manufacture and sale of wet wipes containing plastic, uh, noting that it is unlikely to become law without government backing. I would imagine it's a clean island, correct? Uh, well, yes. Yeah, they're wet wipes. Of course, yes. Most wet wipes are made from pl- with plastic, which uh. does not break down when flushed. Furthermore, they can break into uh, down into microplastic and damage aquatic life and the Thames ecosystem. So, but they have an island that's made out of wet wipes in the river. <laughs> and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right. Excited that this event is returning live and in full force in Phoenixville. Uh, it's such a, a cool event, one that I I never have made it to, and I can't again this year. You, I've got to go sometime. I, I agree a thousand percent, yeah. and we're proud to have it, but the truth of the matter is I always end up being reminded of it too late. Yep. Uh, our next guest, you know from Mystery Science Theater 3000, his appearance is here on the show, Mr. Matt McGinnis hey! is joining us to talk about it. Matt, good morning. Hey. Good morning, everybody. How are you? We're doing great, man. Nice to have you on again, and nice to hear that this... Thank you for having me. This event, anytime, this event is going to be in full force, Blob Fest. And for those who don't know the history of the Blob and Phoenixville, would you please relay that info, Matt? Yeah, so in, uh, I guess it was 1957, a little uh, independent studio called Valley Forge Productions made a movie with Steve McQueen, his first motion picture, called The Blob. And uh, it was shot in and around the Phoenixville area. And there's a very, very famous scene where a bunch of 
you know, American teenagers are going to see the, the spooky show at, at a local movie theater. And it's the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville, which is still standing. And every second weekend of July, they have Blobfest, where they play the movie. Uh, it's a weekend-long event where we do, like, a uh, reenactment of the scene where everybody runs out of the theater. There's science fiction, vendors, decorations, all kinds of things going on all weekend long. It's a, uh, a family-friendly event, so people of all ages can come to it. And it's just a celebration of the blob and all kinds of weird B-movie sci-fi goodness. Which, which is right in the heart of Mystery Science Theater 3000. And, uh, are there like uh, co- right. cosplayers and things like that that, uh, that participate? Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. So we have a, we have a costume contest every year. And um, we actually have people come on Friday night to the run-out reenactment when there is no costume contest, just to dress up anyway. Um, It's a great way for people to sort of express their creativity and things like that. But, yeah, we do have a costume contest on Saturday, and um, we hope people will uh, come and sign up for that because we love seeing the kind of costumes that people come up with. There's been some really outrageous creative stuff <laughs> that we've seen in the past. We can't wait to see what people do this year. It's, like, it's a, it's a, go ahead, Brendan. And I, I was going to say, any theme to the con- costume or just whatever kind of costume you want? Well, sci-fi stuff is obviously sort of, uh, you know, a given. Like, we did have one year uh, somebody came in a full, like, Mothra get-up, which <laughs> was really incredible. I, I would find that impressive, uh, but yeah. we also just do, like, horror stuff, too. Like, somebody came in a really ingenious... Um, psycho costume one year where they built like a shower rig around them and when they pulled a string an arm with a knife would like slash oh. down on them and it was really cool this is this is fantastic and and, and there as you said there's uh, you know this the whole weekend stuff is going on i am a big fan of the uh, horror and pop culture of this ilk uh in general and the original movie the blob is so great and the legend and lore surrounding it um <laughs> There is, uh, there, I was just watching it actually about a, a month ago. Uh, there's a, a great scene, you know, at the end, you know, they're trapped in the diner and they're down in the basement and the principal's mm-hmm. daughter, his own daughter is trapped in the building and they go to the school because they realize the fire extinguishers are cold yep. and it'll repel a thing. But he has yep. to think a second before when he, pick, he picks up a rock and it's like, ah, should I break? I don't want to break the glass on the door to save right. my daughter's life. Right. And it takes a second, but the movie, <laughs> the movie is jammed with stuff like that, and it holds up, and it's such a perfect movie. And especially since that's such an iconic it scene, is. we've watched the video time and time again. Of uh, you know, there are people who get trampled in that scene. Oh, a woman, yeah, <laughs> yeah, knocked down and run over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it, it's it's great. It's great. I mean, it's it's great watching it with an audience because every time that that woman. Falls. They either are expecting it or they have no idea. But anyway, the audience is always just like, "Oh, like, you know." They, yeah. It's always like never fails. Where do you stand on the on the uh, the remake with uh, Kevin Dillon? I love it. You know what? It's so funny. I actually just watched it for the first time last weekend because the Colonial Theater was playing it as sort of like a um, like a pre gaming right. kind of celebration for Blobfest. So I had never seen it before, but I watched it last weekend, and I love it. I think it's like it's a different kind of movie, but it's it's also like the original. It's of its time. Like yeah. it's, a, it's a little dated in like the right ways. But, um, man, the special effects in that one are really good. They did a great job. What they had, I mean, on a shoestring budget for the original Blob, they still did some pretty mm-hmm. impressive 
uh, stuff. I remember that you know the the whole movie uh, you know had a had a good look to it. So, what are some of the other things that are going on over yeah. the weekend? Because it says that Friday is is sold out. So that's the the you know the, the yeah. events on on Friday. But so what Friday, else is available? Friday almost always sells out, like in record time. And since this is the first in person Blobfest we're doing in two years. This one, I feel like, sold out, like, really quickly because people were just waiting to get back. Right. Um, but Friday night is when we have a, a, a stage show and we reenact the running out of the uh, of the theater to kind of kick things off. And then Saturday, uh, we have a street fair outside, which is free to attend. Anybody can come to the street fair. There's vendors. There's food. All the businesses on Bridge Street get involved. They decorate their, like, their storefronts and everything. Um, inside the theater, we have sci-fi double features all day. Awesome. In the afternoon, we're pairing the blob with the original War of the Worlds from oh, 1953. It's fantastic. Yeah, classic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at 8 o'clock on Saturday, we're pairing it with a movie called When Worlds Collide, uh, which I haven't seen, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. Has some of, it, has, then, it, has, it has movie footage that has been used as stock end-of-the-world footage ever since it was made. It's another George Pal, uh, you know, Brian Haskin, I think. Oh, great. Yeah, so it's got that same sort of technicolor look to it. It's got it's got the cheesiness, but it's got some awesome end-of-the-world sequences that are just, on, on that, that for that time, no CGI, they look fantastic. I can't wait to see it. Um, I'm a big, big fan of George Pal. That's going to be yeah. awesome. Um, and then Sunday, we're pairing the blob with a movie called The Man from Planet X. Mm-hmm. And we're doing a ticket add-on called Edible Cinema, where if you come to that double feature, you get a uh, a lunch that's kind of like themed to that to that double feature. And mm-hmm. one of the things that we're including is a blob cupcake. <laughs> uh, so we're very excited about that. But there's all kinds of contests and things on Saturday. Love it. A couple contests on Friday as well. And um, yeah, it's just this big weekend-long kind of like campy romp that we do in phoenixville every year excellent and it's looking like the weather's going to cooperate it's going to be a beautiful weekend so uh no reason oh, I for hope you so. yeah to not head out there we got a wrap map but thank you so much good luck sure. with everything this weekend and i swear i'm going to be out thank there one so of these years. Guys. My we pleasure. would love to have you please join you us yes absolutely right. matt mcginnis guys Yay! mystery science theater 3000 and the uh blob fest tickets available at the colonial theater.com is a cool Local event to participate in. Uh, we need to take a break, but it is Thor's Day, so I want. To- yeah! I want to. I want to give away some tickets to see Thor, Love and Thunder, and it is actually a Fandango ticket. You win sixty dollars in Fandango codes and a Thor Love and Thunder uh, T-shirt and mini poster. We'll take caller number. 8 at 215-263-WMMR. Don't forget the movie opens everywhere tomorrow. We will take a break and we'll be right back. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Papa Roach. A day to remember. The warning. New music, more of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. I have an announcement to make. I noticed something recently. He's back, ladies and gentlemen, the (laughs) noticer. He spent the whole 4th of July weekend noticing like a mofo. Eyes fixed on you like a falcon. He sees things.
things you don't even notice. This is right. Don't even try. He's correct. The noticer's back. So, and the, we're not even going to ask him to wear his mask. The first thing I noticed actually is something that Steve noticed, and he sent it over to me. So this is a. Um, uh, a this is a, a bank shot, a yeah. sub noticer. Yeah, sub But I actually, I actually sub noticed something that a TV show I watched noticed. Oh, okay. So <laughs> wow. we're we're three times removed, right? Uh, uh, noticing. I watched a show called Evil, okay. which is in its third season. It is uh, the X Files meets. Um, uh, you know, all sorts of uh, supernatural and demonic stuff, and it's mm-hmm. done in a really insightful way. Uh, and so I saw an episode that sparked this whole conversation we're about to have. So I'll, I'll read from this article. It's very interesting. When it comes to human experience, our senses can get us into a whole mess of trouble because they can be so easily fooled or misinterpreted, especially when fear is brought into the mix. And it was fear that gripped the late Vic Tandy, a British engineer and lecturer in information technology, while working one night in a research laboratory uh, of a medical manufacturing company in the 1980s. So the idea that the labs that he worked in might be haunted had already been placed in his head by other staff members, but Tandy chalked it up to the machines that constantly operated in the facility. And then Tandy had the unshakable feeling that someone or something else was in the room with him, although he was quite alone. Something emerged from his peripheral vision, but when he turned to face it, it vanished. When Tandy returned to the lab the next day, uh, he was just so happened to have his fencing sword with him. While polishing it, the sword clamped in a sturdy vice, with, with it clamped in a vice, he noticed that the blade was vibrating. Now, he surmised that something within the lab must be causing the vibration, and the culprit ended up being a recently installed fan that was vibrating and genera- generating a low-frequency sound known as an infrasound, mm-hmm. spelled I-N-F-R-A, sound, infrasound. Now, these sounds, which occur below the threshold of human hearing, were the subject of pain-inducing experiments performed by the Russian-born French scientist Vladimir G- Gavaro in the 1960s. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson actually chatted about the phenomenon uh, that arises due to infrasound on a 2011 episode of his uh, radio show. One that was not coincidentally released on Halloween, but was coincidentally titled Spooky Science. But anyhow, um, Tandy's ghost turned out to be the result of an infrasound with a frequency of around 19 hertz, which resonates with the human eyeball and makes things in your peripheral vision, like dust motes, appear larger and scarier than they really are. Isn't that wild? So it makes your eyes move in a certain way to where things look differently. Tandy then published his findings in the peer-reviewed Journal of the Society for Physical Research, or Psychical Research, okay? And he followed up the paper with a similar one after investigating a reported haunting of a 14th century cellar and finding another case of infrasonic vibrations. So I'll explain this, and then we have some of this to play for you, actually. Uh, It says, so what's going on here? turns out that the infrasonic frequency can affect humans and animals several different ways, causing discomfort, dizziness, blurred vision by vibrating your eyeballs, Hyperventilation and fear, possibly leading to panic attacks. So it promotes fear. Yes. Yeah. So if you want to try it for yourself, you can listen to an 18.98 hertz recording on YouTube 
Uh, but your mileage may vary, it says here. You might experience ghostly visions or maybe even a sense of paralyzing fear, similar to that of a tiger's prey that hears a predator's low-frequency roar just before it pounces. Or you might not experience anything at all, it says, but it's better safe than sorry. So they uh, they say to, to give this a shot if you want to. There are certain sounds I know that can uh, mess with your hearing, like... Um, uh, and, and make you feel nauseous and things like that. Uh, the Steamboat Willie. Right, right. That was yeah. first introduced. Yeah. It made theaters full of people sick hmm. because of the way the sound was recorded and played back. Uh, and you can still hear it. It's kind of like it's vibrating thing. Like when you're in a car yeah. right, and you yeah. have one window yes. down and you start getting that thing, like immediately it's like, stop, stop. Yeah. This is bad. You know, th- it makes Awful. you feel bad. Uh-huh. So similar that, thing. So that's what we're talking. Uh, and um, so f- as I did some research on this, um, I, I said they're making a, the, the 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 crux of what's happening in this episode. This thing. I wonder if this is a real thing. So as I was doing research on it, this actually has been employed in horror movie soundtracks. All right. It's been employed in, in, in a live stage productions of like Dracula. Excellent. Things to create discomfort discomfort and fear. So am, am I misunderstanding? So you weren't scared because of Dracula? <laughs> yeah, because of Dracula. Because Dracula. Because Dracula. Yeah. Am I uh, misunderstanding a little bit though? It, like the, these sounds affect how you see things too, not just yes, how you yeah, feel. Yeah. It can create okay. Nick, it can create visions basically. All right. Yeah. yeah. So you want to try it out? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, let's check this. I've I've not listened to this yet, and will we be able to hear it? We will. Uh, it is. He, it, it says. It, I thought it was below our ability to hear. This is the frequency they're suggesting. So I don't know if the fact that we can hear it means that it's at a slightly higher frequency. But try it. Let's see. All right, so okay, there you go. Hmm. Okay, so it's not very loud, right? It should. Oh yeah. You know what? I'm not seeing things, but it definitely almost, I almost start to feel like I want to go like cross eyed a little. Yeah. You know, you too? Are you feeling that, Kathy? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like I can't like concentrate and look at something. Yeah. Like things, like I'm really having to focus on the words in front of me here. Really? Really? There's no words on it. Uh, But yeah, things uh, seem a little blurry. (sighs) That's really weird. I don't like it. That's right. Stop it. I don't like it. Stop it. So there you go. Kathy feels uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah so they'll bury is. that sound. What they were doing, and like in the in the you talk about the, the blob and movies of the William Castle period in Hollywood, they would include this sound. Uh, not this sound. Not at that time. They would include sounds um, that would that were meant, as you said, Preston. Those initial sounds that would cause like a nauseous reaction. Yeah. So I guess since the discovery of what classically this is, it's been employed in some movie soundtracks. It's very, um, mild is not the word, word. maybe that is the right word. It but reminds me of a hearing test. Like, literally yeah. you'll hear tones in one ear and then the, and then the other ear and, uh, to indicate if you are hearing anything. So they'll, they'll sometimes do, they'll make you raise your right hand and if the demon yeah. raises his white right Dude, hand. Right. Casey, yeah. Casey and I have done enough hearing tests, we always joke about this, because you're just in a room by yeah, yourself yeah. and you're sitting there going, chocolate, <laughs> hot dog. <laughs> Cowboy. Yeah, you have to repeat all these words. You're just sitting there going, pinball machine. <laughs> Light bulb. But you're in this soundproof room, and you are, uh, you know, you have to, like, say yes if you hear a sound. And, like, I'm wondering if I'm having, like, an audio yeah. hallucination. And I'm like, yeah. I end up guessing half the time. What, what, 
I'm still having a residual effect. Are you? I feel something in like the soft pa- soft palate in my mouth. What about you, Kyle? Uh, like nasal my, passages. My eyes. I didn't like the way, it, like I couldn't concentrate or something. There's it has so- zero effect on me. Huh. A lot of people don't like it on the text board. They yeah, want to stop. yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a lot of people. Somebody's saying, please don't play that again. Turn this off. I'm drying. I feel like my eyes are shaking. Uh, that sound made my vision blur. Uh, don't play this while people are driving, please. Listen, gang, you can turn your radio yeah. down if you need to. So you, <laughs> you do have control over that on your phone or on your, on your car and your radio. Um, driving and not good. Immediately started to feel my heart race. And my blood pressure felt like it dropped feeling faint. Wow. That's wild. Wow, this one says giving me a headache. Um, uh, somebody said you may have mentioned this, but these are called binaural beats, frequencies at a difference of 10 hertz played together, causing that wobbling effect. Okay, yeah. So usually when you hear, like, vibrato, it's because it's two different yeah. frequencies. But I'm going to play that again. If, it, if it's affecting you badly, <laughs> don't turn, 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 it, turn it, down it down for just a moment. Don't turn it down? No, no. Oh. Yes, dude, if you, have, if you have any, if you don't want to listen, turn it down. All right, here we go. Just wait a few seconds. Yeah, immediately things get blurry when I start to play that. Wow. All right, stop it. Hank, no. I wanna... <laughs> I'm coming for you, Preston. Okay. I'm coming for you. You've incited my return to Earth. <laughs> wow. Okay. Excuse me. All right, uh, see if this one has any effect on, on how you guys feel. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God, make it stop. How is that? Is that okay? Hi, oh, sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> what the hell is on Joey's head? Is that yeah, an actual yeah, line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, because it's in a picture. <laughs> it's a photo. Hat. Like, what the hell is on Joey's head? It's just a weird hat. And Joey never... always, you know how Joey wore those hats. Oh, my oh. God. You never Here's listened to the lyrics to that song? No. Uh, no, the poetry of Nickelback escaped me. It's first. actually really good. Yeah, it is. It's actually great. You know why? Because we don't sit down and spread the photo albums out on the floor. Anymore. No, we're too busy listening to Bombing and Here we go. And what the hell is on Joey's head? All right. He's looking at pictures. Yeah. He's looking at a photo album. Blue God, Island. get off his back, Nick. Nickelback. Yeah. Nickelback. Back, get it, Nickel? Oh, we mentioned you yesterday. I said, at the end of the show, I said, Nickel, be back. Oh, Nickelback. Nickel. Yeah. Nick, Nickel get back. your Nickelback tickets. Get your Nickelback <laughs> tickets. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to play that. Are you going to find that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, it was, was drunk day, Kathy. Kathy was and you. That will drive people to be big cross-eyed and running off the road. Uh, Well, yeah, Steve, I totally felt it. I Uh, felt nothing. You got nothing from that? No, nothing, but uh, I was just wondering. You are impervious. I am. This is kryptonite to me. It is the the weight of being a superhero. Here we go. (laughs) So if anybody knows me, call in. You got your nipple back ticket. (laughs) (laughs) You win. You win. You win. No, this is where Kathy. Uh, yeah, you <laughs> whore. Casey. Get. Oh, that's when you got in trouble. I yeah. got in trouble. Casey said, you, you effing whore. <laughs> and that's when I, I kicked him out of the studio. Because we didn't have a, a delay. Have a delay. Yeah, we didn't I, have I, a dump. I couldn't just... dump. Win. You win. You win. Kathy. Uh, yeah, you <laughs> Casey. Get out. Studio. Out of the studio. Out of the studio. That's it. You're done. Out. Now. Go. 
Walk. Move. Right Jeez. now. That's enough. I was yelling oh, at God, you. Like, was, well, we had to watch Yelling at you. We, dad voice. Watching that was our, total dad voice. We had no option. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, leave. <laughs> now, out. Move. Oh God, what would I do? Wait, you hear me in the background. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and you're barely even able to speak. Yeah, you're right. So if anybody knows me, call in. You got your never back ticket. <laughs> Play it for me. Keep it going. With the yeah. caveat of if you know me, you can yeah. call yeah. So if anybody knows me, call in. You got your never back ticket. <laughs> and you win. You win. You win. Kathy. Get out of the studio. Out of the studio. Out of the studio. That's it. You're done. Out. Now. Go. Walk. Move. Right now. That's enough. Wait, you hear, yeah, I go, bye-bye, and then I hear Preston get serious, and I go, <laughs> when did you hit him? Remember, you hit oh, him. That, that was, was that day. No. No. That was that morning, right? No, no, no. that was because uh, you, you it was your... a Guinness um, yeah. Guinness night. No, we... no, no. There was yeah. a time on in the air. There no. was a time in the oh, studio you on me air. In the face. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yes, and yeah. you and you say because well, more than one you know, time. You're a bitch. You're a bitch. bitch. <laughs> and then I hit you. Oh my! I forgot about that. The Guinness story hit you with my purse. You were hitting, and I I feel like you had. 17 padlock locks in your purse and you were hitting Casey, me with that. I remember clearly cuz I'm you know I'm, I'm fully sober and, and and you you lean you you were leaning in yeah. cuz oh, you're man. a bitch. Uh, I'm sorry wow. Kathy. I was I I was a little What you rough with my language. <laughs> yeah. It was last year. <laughs> um okay, right. I can tell you it was it was a um I think it was leading up to my 30th birthday, so about 17 years ago. Wow. Wow. Man. wow. Times have right. changed. Uh, anyhow, I want to move on to something else. I did notice something else. I thought this was pretty interesting, and I want to thank uh, listener Rob uh, Gamboy Jr. He's the sub-noticer in this mix. Uh, he said, hey, uh, dear Kenny Knight, I mean Presbo, as I was researching some truck driving routes for my job, I noticed a map... Uh, and this little landmass in New Jersey that is technically part of Delaware. You guys familiar with this? Oh, yeah. Is it Handy Wipe Island? No, but it's kind of like that. There's um, the history behind borders in between states is a really nerdy thing that I like. And so I, there, there was a, a show about this at one point, like how borders got drawn, uh, drawn I think is what it was called. Mm-hmm. Huh. And they, they actually addressed this. Oh, that was a gr- that was a great show. It was really interesting. Yes. Yeah, it's, a, it's more like a history of the United States. Right, stuff, right. Uh, but they go into actual but borders these, between states. You have ones that have concrete lines right. and then you have bizarre... Yes, no, it's and fascinating. It's like rivers that have moved over the years. Right. Yeah. yeah. So there's a part of Delaware that sits on New Jersey's landmass. It is a bit of land that borders on uh, Pennsville, Salem County. And the history of this portion of the Delaware dates back to the 1600s when everything in a 12-mile circle, you guys have heard about that, right? Yes, 12-mile yeah, circle yeah. around Newcastle, Delaware, uh, was deeded by King Charles II to William Penn. The Delaware border was set at the high-water mark on the Jersey side of the Delaware River. But over the past century, the federal government has dumped millions of tons of dredge spoils on the New Jersey side of the river, creating... A 1,500-acre landmass that extends 500 acres past the New Jersey state line. New Jersey has fought for control of the land several times, only to lose in the courts. The most recent defeat was at the U.S. Supreme Court in 2008. The area 
is called uh, Kilkahook Coordination Area. Beautiful. And locals have long referred to it as the Baja. The area seems to be as desolate as and barren as the Mexican desert. And uh, that when bodies wash up on the riverbank, which sadly happens often, Pennsylvania police must call the Delaware State Police to handle it, even though... It's technically in New Jersey. What? So it is. That why, this, or it's this, not, this chunk is adjacent to New Jersey. However, it is part of Delaware. Yeah, it's on the other side of the Delaware River, but that's, it is considered state. It, it's part of the state of Delaware. That's hmm, very, that very bizarre. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, according to Police Chief Alan Cummings of Pennsville, said a lot of times there are foreign ships that go up the channel. Guys jump and try to swim in and don't make it, and wow. then that when they end up in that area, they have to call the Delaware police to get them. Uh, so the area's status as a no man's land has long made it a haven for kids looking to ride motorbikes or four wheelers. Teenagers often come there to drink alcohol around a bonfire. Cummings says that he biked there as a kid. How many acres did you say it was? It's uh, 1,500 acres. Okay, so hang on. If you're out there breaking the law, drinking, smoking your weed, yeah. um, listening to your rock and roll, the New Jersey State Police can't come over and arrest you. I think, yes, I think it's out of their jurisdiction. You yeah. hear that, kids? Yeah, right? <laughs> Cummings says that he biked there as a kid and then for 31 years has grappled with how to police it. Ah. He said, so, we, he said we don't patrol there. We call there. Can Delaware we, fire on it because it's their own, like from across the sure. river? Yeah. <laughs> he said we don't just drive around like we drive through town. He says uh, the area is officially closed to the public, although visitors can hike and visit Fort Mott State Park, which is right next door. I'd like to see what the terrain looks like. You're saying it looks like the Mexi- like the Mexican desert? That's what yeah, they're saying, yeah. yeah. I yeah. wonder why it had to go to the Supreme Court. Like It seems to me like, the, you know, it's New Jersey and Delaware fighting over some land. It's not, um, you know, Gaza and, and Israel. So why did why is there so much legality? Uh, Israel owns part of it. <laughs> no, I well, mean, like, seriously, I would, why does it have to go to the Supreme Court? I would imagine at a federal level, yeah. that's how they decide yeah, that. Land. I mean, you know, right. if, if, if they can't. Come to an agreement. I guess I, my my question is, what is the fight about? Like, why does this? Ha- why does Delaware it's lay the, claim to it? They have very active diamond. Well, mines. because of that, I guess because of that old rule uh, about the the high water mark. I, I don't. It's a little I confusing. Think they to invoke me. the who smelt it dealt it. Rule. Who, uh, I wonder. I wonder who wants it. Does I would it, imagine New Jersey wants it, right? Well, it's yeah. it's sitting. It is. It's there. It's well, right. I mean, it's on the Jersey I, side. I think we should rule on it. I I think yeah. like as a that show, we should be yeah. the ruling. Yeah, yeah. especially because how about Prestonia? If people are going over there, I love huh? it. Ooh, <laughs> right? I love it. Prestonia, Otisburg, <laughs> Otisburg. <laughs> but I mean, if if, if um, teenagers are going there and breaking the law, like I understand why New Jersey wants it because. You know, if there are, you know, if their hands are tied and they can't do anything. Yeah, but and there's got to oh. be, there, police departments cross over township uh, lines they to do. help. Yeah, but these so are state lines. I got a text from a friend of mine who actually does some work with uh, with shipping and so on. His name is Bill Jeremiah. He's supposed to be getting me on to Pine Valley to play sometime. Oh, yeah. 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 All right, anyhow, he says the Delaware state line uh, is the high watermark on the Jersey side of the river. One more so time with that. Repeat the that. The Delaware state line is the high. So Delaware oh, starts right at the water line in New Jersey. The highest point. That, that's kind of strange, isn't it? I'm scared. I'm, I'm a scared. I am terrified. Hang on a second. Let me go to, uh, I'm going to go to Michael. Uh, hey, Michael, good morning. 
Michael. Hi, Mike. Hey, Mike. What's up, buddy? So I work for the Army Corps of Engineers in Kilkahook, also known as Fort Mott. Yes. It's one of our disposal areas. Okay. And it is a problem. We have people, you know, there are people coming in here for years partying. There's people get their four-wheel drive stuck. Uh, people come in and steal, like, batteries from our equipment and stuff uh, like that. And we have to use Delaware State Police. Yeah, and how do they That's get crazy. over there? Do they, do they take a boat? No, they actually have to come across the Delaware Memorial Bridge from Delaware in wow. Pennsylvania Township. And I, the area. and I assume it's not enough trouble for them to have, like, a small state trooper <laughs> right, right. barracks there or anything like that. It wouldn't be worth it. No, no, not at all. So it, that's it, really kind of a law, not fully lawless, but kind of close so, to so it. Michael, what, what is being dumped there? What, what is, um, what, what's, what's going it, on? So what happens is the channel, the river channel has to be maintained. So the dredge comes through and basically dredges out the river channel and they pump it into those areas and we build containment areas so that material can dry out and then we build it up higher we're actually getting ready to start pumping in there again soon michael is that is that some of that stuff of a toxic nature uh it is monitored and no not really There's okay so much water flow in the river that you know most of the toxicity has been you know pushed out okay the Delaware River was just voted last year as one of the cleanest rivers in the country. Hey, nice. That's why there's those uh, those ladles all along the... Uh, yeah, just to drink. To drink for no, the, the, um, all right. Uh, yeah, that's pretty interesting. And that's right at uh, Fort Mott. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Fort Mott is the state park, and then Kilkahook is the area just behind it. So it's Fort Mott? Yeah. yeah. All right, excellent. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. All right, so to clarify, my friend Bill texted back again. He said essentially the Delaware River is in Delaware. Can you really trust anything that that guy says, though, Preston? I know he has. <laughs> uh, that's no, true, Casey. No, but listen, uh, I'm looking at a map, and sure enough, the new the, – so uh, you would you would think that a, that a boundary line would be down the middle of the river, right? That's yeah. what well, you would think. In between Pennsylvania and New Jersey it is, but in between Delaware and New Jersey it's not. But through Delaware and New Jersey yeah. it is not. It is the high water mark – on the New Jersey side that determines what is New Jersey and what is Delaware, except for this little spot. I, so think, uh, I think Delaware is kind of being a little bitch here. I think they should need, they, as a state, they need to give it to New Jersey. It's like it's the fact well, what do they New get Jersey in return? Um, Newark? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So they can have Newark and Newark. Right? They have Newark and, and Newark. Newark. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. The twin cities. Two That's great crazy. cities that taste great together. Yeah. And I guess... I still don't understand because even though you're adding this land mass to that, um, that that watermark changes, right? I mean, that that high watermark would change with the volume of the river. Yeah. And so, therefore... The river has to go around this particular bit, and you and you just have a new boundary that would be ever changing. Uh, here's what's going to happen. It does sound like Delaware's being a bit of a bitch. You're right, Nick. Here's what's going to have to happen. We are. It's like the NBA. I don't think we can do. We need to add a third team in here and do a three state trade. Oh. So New Jersey gets that. Delaware gets. We need to get something from New Jersey. So maybe so Pennsylvania needs something. Yeah, Pennsylvania needs to get something from New Jersey. How about Jersey? Where we? I think <laughs> right? because Jersey. Where? Because we're going to give Delaware. We're going to give them Chichester. <laughs> That's nice of you. They yeah. can have it. They can have Chichester. Nice to live there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then uh, I feel like we should we should get like I don't know tax free shopping. Ocean. Oh no no because New Jersey's getting all this stuff. They need to give something up. All right. So uh, we'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. We'll okay. figure it out. How about uh, the the pine barrens. It's not bad. It's, yeah. Christmas trees. You can get yeah yeah. <laughs> all the Christmas trees you can <laughs> yeah. steal. You can steal. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that's interesting. Hang on, Carl wants us to shut up about this. <laughs> Hi, Carl. Carl, you. What's up, Carl? Yeah, yeah it's true, man. Uh, got to call Delaware for everything. <laughs> yeah, kids wreck on dirt bikes all the time. Uh, compound fracture legs. You got to pull them out of a fifteen hundred acre area. Wow. And get them to a major. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's really. Uh, I, uh, that's unheard of. In uh, I've never heard of anything like yeah, that. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, grew up here my whole life. Bonfires, like partying. Cops would come back there back in the day, and they would shine their lights. Everybody would run, and then they take the beer. Right. So, so Carl, you say that like virtually all the time. There's like a, like on the weekends or whatever at night. There's stuff going on there. Um, um not all the time. Yeah, Big sludge parties. A lot of riding, mudding. Okay, mudding. Sludging, sludging, sorry to the Army Corps engineers. It's like the Burt Backers. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're one of them. <laughs> no, no, I no. Confirm nor deny. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Carl. Sludging and mudded uh, and that's drinking. Pretty wild, man. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, Fort Mott. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's also known as Terrace. No, wait a minute. I lost uh, Kil- Kilkahook coordination Kilkahook. area. I remember uh, Kilkahook. I <laughs> <laughs> thought that was kind of interesting. All right, yeah. I've been told we have to wrap up. Damn it! Yeah, we got a friend um, calling. We, yeah, we have. Uh, we got to talk to Adam Ferrars. Yeah, so well, there we go. That's maybe he that. knows all about land acquisitions in New I'm Jersey sure that we don't know about. All right, uh, that's it for the noticer. I haven't noticed any. I noticed no, other things. Noticing that he's over. We'll notice another time. I do promise you that. Uh, we'll come back in a moment. Adam Farrar joining us. Make sure you stay with us. New on Rock Breakdown, the Prince of Darkness returns with new music. Dave Grohl returns to the stage with help from his friend of Paul McCartney, plus some new merch from Def Leppard to complement your beauty routine. Get the latest episode on WMMR.com. Keyword, Rock Breakdown. Our next guest, always a treat to have him on. He's going to be at Soul Joel's Comedy Club and Lounge uh, this coming Sunday. It's a 6 p.m. show, a little bit on the earlier side, which is great for a Sunday. Um, and there's uh, general admission tickets for 20 bucks. You can get a VIP ticket. What? For $30. I don't know what all the VIP includes. But I we're assume gonna... some sort of deep tissue massage. Quite yeah. possibly. Please welcome our friend Adam Ferrara hey, hey, hey. to the show. Good morning. Hey. Uh, nice to be back. Yes, a little shiatsu. A little shiatsu, <laughs> if you will, please. Yes. That makes a difference. It does. <laughs> How are you guys? We're good, man. And yourself? I'm good. Wolfgang Wolfgang is getting married? Yeah, so he's, he just married? got engaged to a uh, uh, longtime girlfriend. So, yeah, he's... Uh, uh, have, you, uh, have you listened to much of his music? I have not listened to it, but I just... Uh, I was listening to a lot of uh, Who because they're touring. I'm going to see him at the Hollywood Bowl in November. Yeah. And Zach Starkey's getting married. Or got oh. married, just got married. Who was Ringo's kid, who's the drummer in the Who. Yeah, uh, and Ringo's birthday is today, too. So I've actually... Yeah, I saw I saw Starkey play with uh, uh, with the Who many, many years ago. He's a great drummer, man. And some of these offspring uh, can do it. And, and Wolfgang is one of them. He is a really, really talented kid. He's not a guitar virtuoso like his dad... Great songwriter, 
played right. all the instruments on the album, and it's definitely worth checking out. She's really good music, which is cool. And you're, you know, listen, you would know, you, you played a little guitar for us here uh, one time. You're a... You're a, a, a learned musician. Is that uh, is that something you try to do daily? To pick up the guitar and play a little bit, or do you just kind of get to it when you can? I don't play as much as I should. Yeah, yeah, I don't play as much as I should. I got a clapping strat here in New York. I'm in uh, I'm in my apartment in the city, so I got I have good guitars. I have limited talent, so the <laughs> guitars are more more impressive than what I can do with them. So do you do you, do you plug it? I had Steve. I, I, Go ahead. I had Steve Vai on my show. Oh. Uh, and he's, you know, yeah, Steve Vai is just, you know, I told him, I said, you're the reason I picked up the guitar and you're the reason I put it down. Yeah, I mean, super talented. Uh, but so do, do you, uh, do you, do you plug in or you just sit there, my, you know, you just strum or do you, I mean. Do you... I got a little, I got a little pig nose amp. I got a little right. pig nose Marshall amp so I can just, you know, I can, I can play the, the bar band guitar I know loud with my little headphones and just go make believe I'm, I'm really good. But I don't keep up with it as much as I should, you know, because here's the thing about playing guitar. You got to be able to be in to be, play in a band is great when you just when you can meld like that and just work off each other. It's great, but all by yourself, you're like, I know how this song ends. I know I don't know this part. I, you know, it's just doing it yeah. by yourself. Like all things in life, if you don't stop, you'll go blind. <laughs> well, do you have do you have uh, uh, any guys you play with? Do you have you know Preston's playing with a uh, occasionally with a band now. Uh, er, uh, you know, every other weekend or so, uh, just to just yeah. to get that vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, do you? Uh, nah, nobody traveling. I don't. I, I wish I did. I mean, I wish I had like you know who's was uh, uh, Woody Allen used to play the uh, the sax of uh, the the clarinet right up uh, on, on this little bar. He would go every Monday night. Was he looking for a guitarist? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hi, Woody. Yeah, he does that old New Orleans style jazz, right? I mean, that's that's his that's his thing. He's done it for years. Yeah, he's been doing that for years. And when I think the thing is, when you when you got to do music, you you will seek it out. Like comedy. If I don't do comedy, I'm I'm a twitchy mess. You right. Know, I was at the cellar last night. I'm going again tonight. I got two spots tonight. I got to keep doing that. I think that's where the muse got me. The guitar was something. Uh, it's just it requires so much work. <laughs> and, <Brad. laughs> and let's be honest, boys, I'm lazy. I just found out that that Jersey's connected to Delaware. <laughs> hey, but you, you talk about you know uh, getting out and, and scratching that itch by doing comedy, and 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 maybe you don't have to work on it as hard as you do with the guitar. Is that because how, how much of your of your act is is the act? And how much of it is, I'm just going to kind of ramble a bit here for it and riff on it. Yeah, the rambling stuff, that's what keeps me interested in it. So it's like I have you know, the set pieces I'm working on. Mm-hmm. And then in between, there's, uh, in between, you know, you'll work to the audience. And then I'll use that as a bridge to get to other pieces. And right. then sometimes when I really want to write stuff, I'll mix the pieces up. So I don't know where I'm going. So it puts that, I'll know if I'm talking to you guys in the audience that I want to talk about. I'm making it up. My mother. I'll ask. I'll, I'll riff a little bit with the audience and ask about their mother that connects to this bit. Okay. So it all it flows uh, organically. But that's a great writing tool. Is I write on stage. I was talking to. I said Brad Garrett on my show too. Right. And he's he owns a club. He's got the MGM in Vegas. And you know he's still doing stand. He was a kid opening for Sinatra. He said he writes more on stage wow. than he does. He doesn't just sit there and write. he's got to write on stage like. Uh, uh, like like I do as well. Do you have you have you seen the uh, the series Hacks with Gene Smart? 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. How great. I think it's Did you see the car they drive? Yeah. He drives yeah. a Rolls-Royce Wraith. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it's no. a two-door. I, I did a review on that car. It's got, I was I was watching with my wife. I go, that's the Wraith. I said, watch, there's a titanium umbrella in the fender. And they used it. Yes. It's a $1,600 yeah. titanium umbrella. Because I, the doors are suicide doors. So they go backwards and it's it sticks right into the fender. You pull it out. It's $1,600 if you lose it. It's, yeah. it's a badass vehicle. You, you drove one, Steve. Yeah, and then we had that and, from the car show. By the way, inside and and they they I think they showed a little bit in this in the series. Uh, you can have like um, stars projected on the inside <laughs> uh, interior. Yes. Yeah, yes. right. I mean, headliner, right? Yeah, right. It's yeah, the Starlight headliner. I know it's, it sounds like a malt liquor. It's not. <laughs> you can program like whatever event you want. On how how screwed up is that? When I did a review on Top Gear, I I, I set it to January. I forget the date, but it was nineteen sixty January sixty nine when the Jets won the Super Bowl. That's that's what I set it to because that was the last time they ever won. So <laughs> right? Why not? So Why not? I wanted to ask you because that series Royce got mad at me. Go ahead. Rolls Royce got, got mad at him. When I did the review. Really? Well, if you see the car, it's like the belt line of the car has that big chrome, and it's it's a feature in the design of Rolls Royce, that big chrome door handle. Yeah. You know, it, on the side of the car. It's right on the belt line, and I'm like, it looks like a walk-in box freezer in a restaurant. <laughs> you know? And I, I said, I said, it looks like you're ruining the whole belt line of the car. It's like putting a tramp stamp on the Venus de Milo. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you what, though it's a it's a slick looking vehicle. Obviously, it's for you've got to have beyond fu money to be tooling around in something like that oh, as, yeah. as your station vehicle. But um, yeah, no, it, it's pretty sick. What I wanted to ask you is, you know, in that realm, that seems to be a really pretty accurate depiction of a Vegas comedian mm. career cycle. Do you do you think it's does that ring true to you? The the show hacks. I mean, she did. If you look at, you know, it's the Joan Rivers model, right? You know? uh, and and she, so she's modeling after Joan Rivers, and the, the the survival. First of all, a female comic to survive for that long in that time period, right away, you win. Yeah. You know, Joan. If you looked at her documentary, uh, I was watching it with my wife, and uh, she was on the phone. She was what seventy, whatever how old she was, looking at an empty calendar. And she goes, this is what terrifies every comic. And it doesn't go away. Yeah. It doesn't. So it's like that cycle of a career and the worry of the career. And I think it just even in life, boys, you know, we all worry about stuff. It's just I think it's how quick how quickly we beat ourselves up and get out of that worry is is success, you know, of wisdom. It's like, all right, I'm scared again. I'm going to be scared again. Let's just get out of this as quick as we can. Will, will you, because uh, obviously stand-up comedy is the main focus of everything. That's your, that's your thing. That's your bread and butter. But were, would you, would you yeah. find yourself encountering that less while you have an active series? Yeah, it's like, it's. It, but you know the way life goes. Yeah. You go up, you go down, you get, you get to, and you just keep moving forward. If the, the trick for me is not to get too high and not to get too low, just keep moving. You know, and find the joy in what you're doing. Now, yes. There's no, there's no great cleansing in a destination. There's no like, ooh, there's a when then bet in your head. Like when I get that, then I'll be happy. Now you'll be miserable then too. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, we we had a scenario in our careers, uh, and in Preston, we recall we, you know, we would have to renegotiate every year the contract. So we'd spend eight months where we weren't really in contract negotiation. And then, then it happened, and there'd be, you know, running down to the wire, and we just re-signed now to, to 2030, so, uh, which is a, big, is a big difference. It's an amazing thing. But, I mean, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. You always feel that, 
that trepidation, and you always feel that that drive. So, but you don't seem like a guy who really needs to be agitated into getting proactive on his career. In, are you kidding? It's um, it's, I wake up in the morning. I don't set. I, I worry about everything, and that motivation keeps you going. Um, like I don't set an alarm in the morning, boys. I wait for the terror to overtake me. Gasping <laughs> <laughs> uh, for air, and that's how we start the day. What a wonderful thing! I, you know, how screwed up I am. I was, I was an hour early for you guys. I was up, clicked in, and everyone's looking at me like. What are you doing? We haven't even done news yet. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I, you know what? I, and uh, comedians and, and some other uh, uh, people live the lifestyle where, you know, you don't have what the majority of people do, uh, which is the five-day work week and, right. and the schedule. Wow. And do days of the week, does that register? Does the weekend mean anything to wow. you? doesn't shut off you know you know how yeah. many times you finish your shift you go home and now now you're going through the checklist in your head go i should have said that i hope we don't get in trouble for that i should have said that <laughs> it doesn't turn off the only time i get a little break is during football season because during football season i allow myself sunday the red zone i'm like all right i i, I can i can take it i can i can watch the one o'clock slot but then i gotta work during the four o'clock slot uh-huh. and if i if it's a good day at night all right i'll, I'll work on that I'll, I'll focus on that game but other than that it's a constant grunt anybody that that doesn't have a nine to five gig it's it, the machine's always working even with the nine to five it, it's it, it's an interesting thing to talk about this because there, there is that i think you know fear motivates uh, you in in many different ways. If you learn how to harness it, like I've often said, the the biggest advances in my professional career took place when I eliminated every safety net. Whereas, like, okay, you dumb bastard, now you've got to do it, and that That's, works. You're yeah. Cortez. You burnt the ships. Cortez and Peyton burnt the ships. Now you can't leave. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Use the Bronx tail. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, if you have no chicken, the only way out is through. Yeah, so no matter what you're dealing with, you know, you, you can't. You know, you tuck it. It's like you know when I went to my my when I went to my girlfriend's house for the first, my wife now. Yeah. when I went to her house for the first time for dinner, you know, I was like, God, you people are so quiet. Doesn't anybody drink? <laughs> Does anyone have a problem? <laughs> <laughs> what? What are we screaming about now? So the thing about my house is, like, there wasn't a lot of... You're not going to look at the people I grew up with going, mm, I wonder what's on their mind. And they're screaming it. <laughs> right. Right. My father would always say, you never let anyone outside this house know what we talk about in here. I'm like, Pop, the windows are open and you're screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Don't yell out a launch code. You know what you got to face what you got, you know, to deal with it. You know, if you tuck it away, life's either going to tap you on the shoulder or kick you in the ass. But either way, it's going to come out. So you said this is your, your apartment in, in New York? Is this is this, yeah. is this the main base? Is this the home office or is... Uh... Uh, I got the, I got the My wife and, and all my stuff is in California, but I still kept this this apartment in New York. It's it's this nice little pad I got down in the village. Uh, and I, I like it. I'm a better comic in New York. I'm a better comic on the East Coast, I think. You think so? It's just more stage time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, definitely. There's more stage time. There's more energy to write. I can call you guys. We can start talking. About, they don't talk about their feelings in California. <laughs> they, talk about, they talk about maybe addressing their feelings one day. You know, it's, it's like, you know, I am finding the courage just to unpack my trauma. And New York is like, I'm living a nightmare right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> do you uh, do you get to walk to the gigs sometimes? Is that one of the yes. good things about the New York? The reason I bought this apartment, I bought this apartment because it's next to the pool hall, and I can walk to the cellar. <laughs> I remember I was on. I bought this right before Rescue Me. I bought this joint after I did the the job, right? So I had some money in my pocket, right? And I said, all right, what's my criteria? I want to be downtown. I want to be near the subway. I'm right by Union Square. I can walk to the cell. I can walk to Gotham, and. Uh, that, that, it, that was my priority. So it, it, Gotham, it, it, uh, I seems like a, a solid. This you have Caroline's, you have Gotham, you have so many uh, 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 good clubs. What you know? Without, can you can you name a, a favorite, uh, or is that bad politics in the comedy world? Can you? What's your favorite club to play? Like, the, the the city clubs are my favorite, um, and all of them are because there's an urgency and, and helium too, and all the all the East Coast clubs. Is, yeah, I always look at going on the road. When you write material on the road, it's like buying cocaine, all right? So you get a bag of cocaine. Then you come back to New York, and you come back to the East Coast, and you boil off it and make crack. You got to get to the joke quick. You got to get – like last night at the cellar, you're following killers. You got to bring the heat. You got to right. throw fastballs. So it makes you – the new stuff you get, when I said you're a better comic, is you you rise to the level of the competition that's here. And it's it's every night, it's just bang, 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 bang. Let me ask you. So you can walk in a lot of times. It's very fluid in these clubs. And obviously, you're you're at a higher level. But you walk in and somebody else walks in who's, you know, a, a contemporary, you know, who, who do you not want to see walk in a club and take the spot before you, uh, you know, when when you're uh, when you're prepared, trying out new material? Who's who's the guaranteed killer? Don't want you don't want to follow Jesus. Jesus, no. Jesus. Yeah. that guy. Yeah, but that's what I need. The comeback tour starts now. <laughs> Here's what I will tell you. I got um uh, when when Jerry was shooting a comedian, the movie comedian, he right. me three times in one week. Twice at the cellar and once at Gotham. And, you know, he had the camera crew that went in, and he was very gracious. He goes, Adam, I'm so sorry. I'm like, Jerry, this movie better be funny, because right now it's just annoying. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the thing about following people. Like, Chris Rock uh, came in after the whole slap and everything. Right. People go nuts at the beginning, right? And they go nuts because they can't believe they're they're seeing these people in this this environment. But after the first two minutes, if if you're working on new stuff and it's not there... It doesn't matter. You know, they... Doesn't matter. Huh. Dance, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I get I get invited to a special show, and I'm not going to name any names of, of a really, really the headliner that was testing material at a small club. Right. And I went, and it, Adam's right. At first, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm this close to this person, and they're doing. They normally do these gigantic stadiums or you know whatever these big, big, big theaters. Right. And rooms. Right. And yeah. after a while, though, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm just I'm not to put it this way, but I'm just watching a comedy show. And I gotta, I, it's gotta be funny, or I'm not going to yeah. laugh just because that person's famous. You know what I mean? Yeah. The expectations is you you give them the benefit of the doubt, but then you're like, all right, let's pick it up. Yep. Come on, I know you're working on stuff, but yeah, it's 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 a it's a very democratic way of doing it. So it's old Joel's. Or, uh, is this? Are you you working on uh, new material? Are you you know what what's yeah. okay? And, and do you have a special? Yeah, I've always got like I said, I've, I always got a bunch of new stuff going, um, and I always try to slip it in. And the nice thing is, uh, some people like I got an email. Can you do this bit? Yeah, if you come down, I'll do that. <laughs> so now I'm a jukebox. Yeah, <laughs> want to keep you want to. You got to keep it moving, boys. It's yeah. like the same thing. It's like your show. You got to you got to just keep keep 
keep fresh and keep putting out the content. And the nice thing about the delivery system is I can get an idea and I can talk about it on the podcast. And then if it gets any legs or anything, if it becomes a, a, a joke or if it becomes a post or something, it, there's more places for ideas to go. And I think that's that's pretty cool uh, for the creative. How much? How much? Uh, so the podcast and obviously, uh, you know, you're, you're 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 loving doing it and it, it's got traction. Yeah. How many people show up? I mean, are you getting an audience that's generated solely off of your podcast? Yeah, it's nice when people come back. It was funny. I was just at Cobbs in San Francisco, and it was a bunch of people. I got podcast T-shirts. Yeah. Because, you know, Daddy's got... <laughs> so there's a bunch of people sitting in the front row wearing the podcast T-shirts, and I'm like, how nice is this? Yeah. Because we do this stuff you don't know. I'm sitting in my kitchen. I'm talking to you guys. I've been talking to you guys for 20 years. You don't know if it reaches anybody. And then when they come up to you after the show, like I heard you on the show. I, I heard you on Preston and Steve. We came to see you. I'm a podcast listener. It's that connection that really, that's that's very gratifying for me. So I'm grateful that we do reach Nothing like it in the world, and it was, it's funny because when I, I had done stand up years ago, and and then I you know went into the, the radio. I remember, <laughs> yes. When you had hair, you <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it's true. But the uh, uh, and then you realize that you know in one morning on this show, how many people you can hit, and how many people say with your, your yeah. with your podcast, and uh, it, it puts it into perspective. And so if that same vibe is there, we the, we feel this kinship and familial thing with people who listen to the show and, and support us and have given us livelihoods all this time, it's it still works. Yeah. It's a similar vibe in a way once removed from being on stage live at a, at a comedy club. Yeah, it's a night, that connection. And I, I realized this during the pandemic, how much I need to do stand-up to feel connected. It's a lot more for me as well. You know, it's like it, it, it's like that's how I can contribute. Right. So, you know, when you're home and you're not doing anything, it's like, oh, my God, I didn't realize how much my work uh, c- connected to my identity. So to be back and to be able to connect with the audience is really, re- really good for, good for both of us. I think it's more about me. I got to be solely about you. Um, you mentioned Brad Garrett. I think it was your most recent guest. Who's coming up? Or are you still working on uh, scheduling your next uh, podcast? No. I got, uh, who's up now? Brad Garrett was on, uh, I think he was on last week. He told a great story about, he he opened for Sinatra when he was a kid. Wow. He did that, and he's in an elevator. I'll tell you a story. He's in an elevator. He's got a little Yorkie, and the Yorkie takes a dump in an elevator, Mm. and he's got nothing to pick it up with. He takes out a 20, picks up, you know. (laughs) And the people in the elevator looked at him. This whole couple in the elevator looked at him and said, I once saw Ray do that with a hundred. <laughs> I saw that. I was wondering why he didn't use his sock first. But, oh, that's funny. You know, this is Brad Garrett, man. That's great. But I think I got Dana. Oh, Dana Gould dropped this morning. He's he's very funny. He just, he's got a movie out with uh, Bobcat. Uh, Bobcat Gothway called Joyride. We're going on the road together. You know what's great about it? We've had Dana on a number of times. He is a massive horror fanatic and you get him talking about genre stuff like that and the guy has an encyclopedic knowledge of the most obscure crap yeah he's got a he's got a tv he's got a show on youtube called hanging with dr z where he plays dr zayas from planet of the apes (laughs) having a 70s talk show i was like okay i gotta watch that hey it's on youtube Hanging with yeah. Dr. Z? Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's hanging with Dr. Oh, Z. I got to write that down, I mean, yeah. The level of creativity. Yeah, it's uh, fun. Adam, real he's, quick, he's, he's you, you mentioned uh, Seinfeld earlier and, and Dana Gold, and, and part of this movie uh, that Dana Gold has out with, with Bobcat is they go into this weird feud that Bobcat has had with Seinfeld over the years, and I guess it resurfaced yeah. recently on, on uh, Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. Did you talk with Dana Gold about that, or Dana Gold about that, and do you know any more of the details? No, I don't know what... 
I just know from watching Joyride, you know, uh, that, that, that there's a few, but I never talked to Dana about Bob. Hopefully I'll get Bob on, and he seems pretty open to talk about it. Um, I, the, 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 Bobcat did a really cool thing for me when I was a kid. I was open for him at this, uh, it was the morning Sam Kennison died. Wow. And, you know, he had a feud with yep. him. You remember, he was on he was on Stern, and they were fighting. They, they had a blood feud that, yeah, that played yeah. out on Stern over a number yeah. of years, yeah. So this is the morning Kennison passed. I'm on a plane, and I'm going down to Florida to open for Bob at some amphitheater. And I'm a kid, um, and he died. And Bob's late, like an hour and a half, and the, the place is all filled up. And so we're backstage, and Bob shows up. And we say hello. He goes, uh, listen, I'm going to bring you up because my fans get a little nuts. I said, okay, great. Because, you know, the, the opening act is the worst, you know, when they're waiting to see it. The, yeah. You're just in the way. Yeah. You know, they don't want to see it. So Bob went on, on stage and everyone went crazy because this was at the, the, the height of, you know, police academy stuff. And he, he did a couple of screams and then came down into his regular speaking voice and said, listen, Sam Kennison died this morning. Mm. He goes, we had a feud fighting and everything but even if i wanted to make up with him i can't because he's gone so yeah. i don't know what i'm feeling right now but if you're pissed at anybody it ain't worth this feeling i got i'm gonna be out to make you laugh my friend adam Farrar is gonna come out and warm you up a little bit so i want a big hand for adam wow no kidding wow. that's pretty wow. damn cool that's very cool yeah. Yeah. he dropped he dropped his character to just connect on a human level, and then he thought enough about me to bring me up and set the table for me while all this was going on. I was like, "That's just that that that's an awareness of other people I didn't I wasn't expecting." Was very grateful to be to, to see and have done for me. I tell you what, that that notion of losing lose the feud, get over it. Time is is yeah. you you know you don't know how much time you have, and to and to be stuck with that unresolved oh. thing. Is not worth it. Unless the other person's a real dick. Unless it's like Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Then it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Unless they earned it. Listen, here's the problem I got. Is my people don't hold grudges. We carry out vendettas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what I want to do? I can't let go. <laughs> hey, by any chance, I, I know you're a, you're a Godfather fan, right? Massive uh, fan of the uh, of the Godfather yeah. movies. Did you watch the series The Offer on Paramount Plus about the making of The Godfather? No, I got it. I got, Dude, you no, love I it. Got it. I, uh, I, I have it downloaded. Yeah, you yes, would. Uh, listen, it's 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 a little plays a little light and fast with some of the facts, but all that legend and lore is there. They go into the, a lot of mob stuff. It's it, it has everything you want. I enjoyed it. The critics weren't too kind to it, but I thought yeah. it was a I thought it was a blast. Yeah, I, I, it's something I want to see. So I got the Notebook, the Godfather Notebook. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, which was, uh, uh, Coppola just wrote down everything and they put it in a bound book and everything. So I, I have that. My wife got me that for Christmas. The other thing about letting go of grudges, yeah. that's the thing is we, they, they, Michael killed Fredo. <laughs> I don't want anything done while my mother's alive. He knew this was going to happen. <laughs> All right. right. I mean, that's the people I come from. Rigor mortis sets into an Italian when he dies like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great pose. It's all oh, my God. His clenched yeah. fingers. Yeah. Are um, all right. Well, listen. Yeah, it's, it's, no. I, I'm good. I'm so Joe Sunday. I thank you guys for having me on. I could talk to you all day. We could. That's what we love about chatting with you, Adam. Thank you for coming on, but we do have to wrap up Soul Joel's Comedy Club and Lounge uh, Sunday, 6 p.m. Tickets at adamferrar.com. Check out his podcast, all that Great. stuff. You're the best, Adam. We love you, man. Take care, buddy. Take care, boys. All right, we'll see you. Adam Ferrara. See, Adam's great, and, and, like, obviously we were over Zoom. 
It's better, but having him like in the studio because it's, it's such a good conversation, and you sometimes the audio drops out, it gets a little difficult to carry it on. Yeah, but uh, we soldier on. We yes. soldier on. Uh, by the way, I want to I want to address something uh, that occurred earlier on our program <laughs> uh, that you may not have heard because it happened in a commercial break. Uh, and a few texts did come in. Casey was doing a live commercial en- endorsement. Uh, a few people did, and but they didn't catch that part of it. Oh, they were wondering why Casey was laughing through the commercial. <laughs> you thought one thing because you had your headphones. I on. have my headphones on. Everybody else in the studio did not have their headphones on. No, uh, we didn't. My question is: Did Kathy laugh at all? No, no, no I hate uh, you. <laughs> uh, no, I actually was laughing. I was surprised you got through the the read. I didn't think you'd be able to get through that commercial. I almost so, didn't. Make Apparently, he was d- reading a line, and, and I guess the radio audience didn't hear it because, like them, we, there was music yeah. playing underneath it, but the, the people in the studio didn't hear the music playing underneath it. Casey apparently punctuated yeah. one of his sentences. Sure did. There by, was a pause. Uh, there was a pause. Yeah. Uh-huh. He took the breath pause, and then he <laughs> fired yeah. one of those out. Sure um, and then it just cracked him up. <laughs> the timing was that. impeccable. Thank you. Yeah. It really Thank was you. great. It was right in the middle of a sentence, and you stopped and then let that out. And it, it occurred to me that you were literally getting paid to fart at that moment. Huh? That's what Nick said. You got. I'm paid. surprised that wasn't picked up on the on the mic because it, it wasn't quiet. Yeah, no, no it was not. No. Well, well, well it, the, the sound was going away from the microphones. So. Yeah. Is that why? And yeah, that's what I think. Also, was uh, well, who was the client? It was. A, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna mention. Well, that. there was there was like a, a sports music bed, <laughs> right? Oh, okay. Which which is re- very kinetic <laughs> and very. So you would have missed out on, you know, something <laughs> like that that happened in the middle of it. If it's it wasn't worse sending over the audio directly on the microphone. Now, right. next time, put your butt up to the microphone <laughs> and and make it count. Uh, yeah. Can, can I get a ruling on something? Uh, speaking of which, uh, for, yeah, it's gross. For my no, 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 not uh. for that. Well, no, no, this is gross. And I was uh, uh, so here's the deal. I got a, a karaoke machine. For my birthday, yeah, and uh, has two wireless microphones, and I uh, so I was singing, and uh, Chuck D'Amico walked into the room where I was singing, and he's like, "Oh, there's another microphone," so he grabs the other microphone and stuck it into his butt and farted <laughs> into the microphone. Okay. okay. It's not his microphone, and that microphone it is, is now. Is Was going it yours? To, it, well, I'm glad that happened to you. Yeah, no. Well, you know, are you glad it happened to my children? No, I'm yeah. glad it happened to you. Okay, are you glad it happened to my children? But you, your kids got to live with it because of who you are. Okay, all right. Well, I just want to say the sins sure. of the father. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 Okay. Everybody's going to be okay. Yeah. Everybody. You farted in a microphone. Nobody's going to get sick from that. Okay. It doesn't permanently soil the thing. Okay. I, that's my ruling anyway. All right. Well, Kathy I farted on your microphone this morning. Kathy yeah, would yeah, throw it away. <laughs> Kathy would throw it away. Now, if you rub your ass on my microphone, right. that's a different story. If you were to fart in this microphone and I were to come back 10 minutes later, it would be no big deal. You, you wouldn't, wouldn't be mad? No, I wouldn't care. Oh. Okay. So get ready to so remember that. Like, wait for a video. I'm like Adam. What Adam Ferraro yeah. was talking about. Vendetta. Like I, I would hold a grudge against you until I die. Ever. Well, listen. I guess I really can't feel any certain way about it because I did. They asked me to do something at their house not that long, like last year, and. Uh, I got completely buck naked and then uh, laid in their bed and took a picture and sent it to them. Like, the right. fact that you even just brought that up about the microphone, <laughs> yeah. shame on you. It's ridiculous. <laughs> no, you're probably right. Um, okay. Where were you guys doing karaoke? Uh, it was in my house. Okay. Um, and, yeah, I was just, 
I was just in the living room. What kind of songs are included in the uh, in the karaoke so, package? Because there's a service that provides them, right? Yeah. The so it really to to me it's just a speaker that allows you to Bluetooth music through right. it, and then you know so you have a separate you know obviously volume button for your does, microphone and separate for. Does it have a screen for lyrics? No, or no, no right. it's just a speaker. So I I think what you're supposed to do because the instruction manual didn't say much. Is you? I guess you're on your own to find your your karaoke music, you, and you can get it on YouTube. You can actually right. uh, for, uh, your uh, Alexa unit yeah. will if you have it play a song. But I like the idea what you're saying of yeah. having a screen with the lyrics yeah, on it. Right. And so right. I mean, um, that's why the, those usually come with there. There is there is a service that s- creates these. Karaoke playlists that have the lyrics Correct. that scroll as you're singing. Yeah, yeah. It runs by them. It's usually right. something like a guy walking on a beach. Yeah. We have the audio. All right. Of I don't the... think you're going to hear it. I, I don't, well, I don't, well, let's, let's find let's out. Let's find out. <laughs> Here we go. This is it. Bet River Sportsbook invites you to add some variety to your baseball bets with new same-game parlays. Every game this baseball season, you can combine game bets and player props to create your perfect combination. <laughs> you're looking right there. Crash. Was that it? Yeah. The combination yeah. pause for yeah. yeah. So yeah. you see, you guys see why I you was not in on the joke. Yeah. Couldn't yeah. hear it at all. I didn't hear it at all. <laughs> One more time. Let's hear the pause and then the laugh. Ops to create your perfect combination. <laughs> you're looking to increase. You even pre-laughed before you did it. Back Are it up again. Are you sure that's where it was? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Listen, he giggles just a little bit before the pause. In this baseball season, you can combine game bets and player props to create your perfect right. combination. <laughs> you're looking to increase your payouts on your favorites or make your own long shot. You can add a little extra spice to your game with same game parlays at Bet Rivers online sportsbook. Go to BetRivers.com or the Bet Rivers sportsbook app and make your baseball same game parlays today. And if you still haven't downloaded the Bet Rivers app yet, do it today. Just search Bet Rivers Sportsbook PA in the App Store for an even easier way to play and stream. <laughs> Yes! I'm so happy about this. I'm so excited. New players, you get up to $250 of free play with your first deposit, but you have to use the code 250 matches presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. You have to be at least 21 years of age or older. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. You got through. I did. I managed to not flub any of my words. And you were passionate about yes. about the uh, about the Sight. advertiser. That's good. Yeah. How much tr- good. how much trouble are you gonna get in for replaying that entire commercial? Well, sorry, they just got a free commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, by the way, it's, Casey, it's the least they deserve for a little fart. Do me a favor. Simulate what it would have been like had we been able to hear that. Um we're gonna, oh, Okay, okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So insert it. Uh, right. Oh I'm, I'm gonna fast forward this a little bit. All right, here we go. Every game this baseball season, you can combine game bets and player props to create your perfect combination. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Your payouts. That's what everybody heard in the studio. (laughs) That's what we heard. Yeah. Except for you. I hear Hey, next time I'll get you back. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll take one uh, earphone (laughs) off. It's like looking looking away from the fireworks. I'm surprised you couldn't hear me either because I out loud just said, I can't believe you said there. Whatever. I forget what I said, but I said something. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I just ripped off the nasty one too. I could have sworn you heard it because you were reacting, but you were trying trying to make me. I I rip ass. So here's what I thought happened. Okay. So when. I, I tell people when I, I turn the microphones on and off and yeah. I, I cue people when it's time for them to start doing the live commercial here in the studio. So I'll point. Yeah. And so Casey was getting ready for his live commercial. And instead of pointing, I grabbed a highlighter and pretended like it was my wee wee <laughs> and I wiggled it at him. Yeah. I had my little pink highlighter and I went like this. 
And I thought that's what he was laughing at. Oh. I thought he, I thought he started off strong. Yeah. And then he started thinking about it and started laughing. So I felt very satisfied in that I had cracked him up in the middle of that commercial, and it turned out I had nothing to no. do with it. And it's it a little help. hurt when I found out. <laughs> but it also, it didn't help that you were uh, cracking up. Yeah. I could see Nick in the corner of my eye cracking up. Steve, I actually knew that you uh, got a kick out of it as well. Yeah. So, and that, that, um, that for the rest of the commercial, your reaction to it is what got it me for really, your, your reaction. Did. I got it. All it right. Well, anyhow, we need to do something else because we got to take a break. Uh, today is Thor's Day. We now have the opportunity to win a Thor's Day prize pack, and it's going to caller number 20 at 215-263-WMMR. We will give you $60 in Fandango codes and a Thor Love and Thunder t-shirt and mini poster. Uh, The movie, by the way, from Marvel Studios uh, is in theaters everywhere tomorrow. Uh, So caller number 20, we're set you up. 215-263-WMMR. Let's take a break. Come back in just a second. Stay with us. week on the Preston and Steve show live stream. We met Preston's horse and Casey tried to climb a wall. Yep, both really happened. This week, Coheed and Cambria, the whole band, live performance in studio Friday at 9 a.m. Like and subscribe to the Preston and Steve show YouTube channel to see and hear it all for yourself. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Brought to you this morning by Dry Tech Waterproofing Solutions. Protect your home from water damage, cracks in your foundation, and mold with Dry Tech Waterproofing Solutions. Preston and Steve listeners, you get 15% off when you mention our show. So go to drytechcorp.com. All right, it's a messed up story to start with. Police say it was an act of road rage. His widow said that he was killed after a driver was angered that a leaf blower blew grass clippings onto his car. Oh, man. Jason Ford of Northwest D.C. was the victim. He was 45 and was the father of two adult children. His wife, Tanya, said the killing was over somebody blowing grass and him apologizing. Ford had worked as a landscaper for years. Police say that Ford was sitting in a landscaping truck when he was shot by someone on a scooter. Uh, Ford was supervising a crew doing yard work when grass clippings landed on a shiny black car parked nearby. The driver was angry. Ford apologized, his wife said. A man who appeared to be a friend of the driver rode up on a rental scooter, and he and the driver spoke. The landscaping crew left and was stopped at a light, and that's when the guy on the scooter reappeared and then opened fire, hitting Ford oh. in the chest. Man, come just, on. Come on, man. You're just you're a murderer. Just yeah. a flat-out murderer. Officers responded. Medics then found Ford dead at the scene. No information on a potential suspect was released yet. Anyone with potentially relevant information is asked to contact the police department. All right, here is uh, something weird that happened at um, a monument that I've mentioned to you guys before. It may have been in a noticer segment or something like that. I think we did a historian and mentioned this. Maybe that. An explosion Wednesday at the mysterious Georgia Guidestones in Elberton, Georgia, has caused significant damage to the stones. The preliminary information indicates that someone detonated an explosive device around 4 a.m. on Wednesday. Don't they call it like the American Stonehenge? They do. Yeah. Uh, Sheriff's office found the explosion destroyed a large portion of the structure. The Guidestones sit on a site seven miles north of Elberton and are often referred to as an American Stonehenge. 
Christopher Kubis, the executive vice president of the Elberton Granite Association, said the organization has a role in the maintenance and preservation of the Guidestones. The capstone piece, he said, has been damaged, and I'm sure that the our, uh, other three wings and the center support probably have damaged to them as well. It's like a big explosion. Yep, yep. Each one of the wings, he said, is 16 feet, 4 inches tall. It's 1.7 inches thick, and it's 6, foot, six feet, 6 inches wide. They weigh about 42,000 pounds each. Uh, there was 24 surveillance cameras installed on the site a few years ago after incidents of vandalism. He said the stones have messages on them, guides for humanity. Some people find them offensive. Some people don't. Over the years, we've had messages spray-painted on the guide stones. Uh, it is a major tourist attraction for that area. There's not much in the area. <laughs> the site has been uh, ground for controversy related to religion and what the Guidestones may or may not symbolize. So it's an unusual set of granite monoliths that have a mysterious uh, mystery for numerous visitors who visit the site. This is just kind of synopsis of what these Guidestones are. The monument displays a 10-part message espousing the conservation of mankind and future generations in 12 languages. The Guidestones also serve as an astronomical calendar, and every day at noon, the sun shines through a narrow hole in the structure and illuminates the day's date on an engraving. Uh, the names of four ancient languages are inscribed on the sides near the top, Babylonian, uh, Classical Greek, Sanskrit, and Egyptian hieroglyphics. Uh, the Guidestones are mysterious in origin, for no one knows the identity of a group or sponsor who provided its specifications. And when we talked about this, I went through the details of how this mysterious person set all this up so they can never be identified. Right. And they paid these very specific people to do this job. Yeah, and the upkeep. And, it, and it's supposed to be a guide for should there be some kind of cataclysmic. cataclysmic, thank you, cataclysmic event that takes place. And we kind of have to start from scratch or right. something like that. Sort of so, a, a a document, of, yeah. if you will. But yeah, but somebody didn't like it, and they, uh, they set a bomb up. When you don't like things, you should probably blow them up, right? I guess yeah. that's what they think. So, yeah, I thought it was pretty strange. The whole Their whole existence is strange. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that somebody bombed it is pretty bizarre. So it'll be interesting to find out uh, who did that if they can. Uh, here's a good story. 16-year-old jumped into a river in Mississippi to save three teenage girls and a police officer from drowning after a car drove off a boat launch. Corian Evans rushed into the water after the vehicle with three girls inside drove into the uh, Pascagoula River and started uh, started sinking about 20 feet from the shore. He, he helped save a police officer who swam out to help but started to struggle in the water. Uh, the chief of police, uh, Brandon Ashley, wrote in an email that the three girls and the police officer are recovering well. Uh, he called Evans' actions heroic and said that his courage did not go unnoticed. He said, I believe that if he did not decide to risk his own safety, it may have turned into an unimaginable tragedy. That's pretty amazing. Uh, but we're grateful for Mr. Evans' selflessness and bravery he displayed in helping rescue people stranded in the river. So now, Delaware police have jurisdiction over that? Uh, <laughs> I, I do not know. Yeah. But this kid jumped in without, uh, without thinking about it. That's so amazing. Good for him. All right, and then uh, finally, a uh, this is in uh, Apopka, Florida. I don't know where that is. Police officer was reportedly charged with a DUI after he was pulled over in a marked patrol vehicle on his way to work Monday. Oscar Mayorga Jeez. was pulled over by officers after they saw him driving recklessly. When he was pulled over, police saw Mayorga had an open beer can in the car's center cup holder. <laughs> And he also smelled of alcohol. When officers asked him to get out of the car for a sobriety test, he couldn't keep his balance and almost fell over several times. At the point, uh, at that point, Magora uh, told officers that he had three tall boys before his shift. He was oh going into work. God. 
They arrested him on a DUI charge. Uh, Mayorga, who has been with the APD for five years, has been placed on a paid administrative leave. At yeah, this yeah. And there you go, your bizarre file for you. All right, I think it's our final Thursday prize to oh. give away. And we're going to take caller number... Did I already give it away? No, I have one left, right? Oh, the prize sheet's missing. We'll, All right. we'll find it. All right, so we'll take uh, caller number 11 at uh, 215-263-WMMR, and we will give you a $60 Fandango code and a Thor Love and Thunder t-shirt and mini poster. And don't forget, the Marvel Studios Thor Love and Thunder is in theaters everywhere tomorrow. Uh, so call our 11, 215-263-WMMR. You get it. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. Lesson question. Trash. Music news. All that stuff. Coming up. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. Football is back, and this Eagles season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2023 Eagles season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, today's Thursday. Is Pierre back? No, he's not no. in at all this week. No, he's out until Sunday. That is correct. And, in fact, <clears throat> Nick was uh, was hanging out with him in, in uh, Tahoe. Tahoe. Very cool. Saw a video of your son driving a boat. Yes. Look pretty awesome, man. It is an amazing place, uh, and Pierre is an incredible host, and uh, I'm really lucky to have gone. It was uh, challenging getting out there, but once we were there, it was a really good time. Did you stay at his place? Yes. Nice place? Yeah, beautiful place. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's on the lake, and uh, I'm blessed to be there. Yeah, that lake is... Uh, Gorgeous. It's, it's just... It's, it's bluer water than yeah. you see in a lot of places, and just... Uh, obviously, you got the mountains and everything around. It's just... It's funny. almost um, Caribbean in some spots, the color of it. It's turquoise, really? and yeah, it's just... It's crystal clear. They do a really good job at... Uh, or, or try to do a really good job at protecting... Um, the environment and, and making sure that the water stays clean and clear. But yeah, Ben drove the boat, which was neat, and uh, we got to see some cool places. Like a seventeen foot runabout. Uh, it's a Chris Craft. Yeah, Chris Craft's great. Yeah, and um, uh, it was just uh, it was really fun being there. Captain Pierre. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Believe it or not, Pierre knows his way around on a boat, and uh, he's he's a good guide when it comes to that type of thing. And he knows that lake like the back of his hand. He grew up going to Tahoe um, quite a bit when he was. A kid, and he spent a lot of time the there. Resort there, right? Uh, the, the, their parents, hotel there. His yeah. parents had that motel, and uh, and this house was in his family for a long time. And then he bought it a few years back, and has spent a lot of time working on the place and making it nice. Um, but Steve, I just you know showed you and Preston off air. We did get to go past the Godfather Two estate, and oh wow. man, is that cool! It's just like I I love that. I, it's funny because you guys have asked this question a million times. Which do you like better? Right now, I like Godfather Two better, right? Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. I just saw the estate and was thinking about Fredo and, and Michael. But man, it, it, that's a cool spot too. Nice, yeah, it was excellent, fun. very good. So he'll be back on Monday or on Tuesday. Monday, yes. 
I believe, not, I believe Monday. I sometimes think he does that extra day thing. I think he said he's flying back on Sunday. Okay. All right. We'll see if he makes it back. <laughs> All right. Lesson question time. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to see Dom Irera Friday, July 22nd. He's going to be at Live Casino and Hotel in Philadelphia. The question we have to ask this morning is, what was Ronald Reagan's catchphrase on happy days? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. you got to know this if you were listening earlier this morning. What was Ronald Reagan's catchphrase on happy days? 215-263-WMMR. Let's find out. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. Brought to you by Penn Distributor and the 35th annual Ben to the Shore bike tour is on Sunday, July 24th. You can help support families behind the badge Children's Foundation. Register today at Ben shore.org That's been the number two shore.org What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Elon Musk and his kids had a special audience with Pope Francis last week, during which they chatted briefly and took some pictures. Afterwards, Musk presented the Pope with a Tesla Popemobile, which the pontiff was able to get up to 180 miles an hour. Hey! It's amazing. R. Kelly is suing the Brooklyn Detention Center, claiming that they have placed him on suicide watch, even though he has no intentions of hurting himself. Kelly says because of the restrictions, he missed out on a toilet wine mixer and the Sadie Hawkins dance. Oh, oh my God. He's just upset. And finally, Richard Gere selling his 50-acre Westchester, New York estate for $25 million. The compound comes with its own private beach, an island you can reach by rowboat, and a super private entrance known only to Kathy Romano. <laughs> <laughs> That's your Hollywood trip. It's our crush, you know. Yeah. Mm. All right. Let's see if somebody knows the answer to this question. What was Ronald Reagan's catchphrase on Happy Days? And we are going to go to Taylor. Hey, Taylor. Hey, guys. All right, buddy. Do me a favor. Tell me Ronald Reagan's catchphrase on Happy Days. Uh, it was uh, nibble my bag. Nibble on my bag. Yeah. <laughs> that is correct. Hang on, Taylor. You got it right. That means you get tickets to see Dom Irera Friday, July 22nd, live casino in Hotel Philadelphia. Showtime is 8 p.m. and tickets start at $30 on sale now via AXS.com. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. I like big balls. <laughs> Brought to you by Rita's Water Ice. You can stop by Rita's today and register to win a Shark and Ray encounter for four at Adventure Aquarium. Done that before. It's awesome. Yeah. Enter via or via QR or code huh? on promotional poster. I think it should be enter via QR code yes. on promotional poster. So there you go. Uh, mentioned this earlier. Wolfgang Van Halen is engaged to his girlfriend, uh, and- Andrea... Alsop, I believe is how you pronounce her name, uh, after dating for six years. Uh, he, is she a model or something? I don't know. She's attractive. Yeah. She uh, announced the news on Instagram saying she said yes, posting a photo of he and Alsop with her showing off her ring. Uh, Wolf's mom, Valerie Bertinelli, reacted to the news saying, how do I love this a million times? So happy. So good she's for gonna him. She's going to get grandkids. <laughs> good for him. Tell yeah. mom. She's a software engineer. Oh, an attractive software engineer. Machine Gun Kelly opens up about his ongoing beef with Slipknot's Corey Taylor in his new documentary, Life in Pink. And Could he there seems be more boring battle, music battle? He seems to regret the very public feud. Huh. Uh, they each verbally attacked each other over a collaboration they did for uh, Kelly's Tickets to My Downfall album. 
which didn't make the cut. But now MGK says I should just have picked up the phone and been like, hey, dude, why would you say that? But instead, we all acted ridiculous. Uh, both acts were on the bill at Riot Fest in Chicago last September when the issue escalated. Uh, and apparently Kelly had criticized Slipknot on stage and claimed that Taylor was bitter over the thwarted collaboration. For his part, Taylor reportedly insulted uh, Machine Gun Kelly in a February 2021 interview. In the new Hulu documentary, uh, Kelly said, That situation's unfortunate because I think both of us let our egos get in the way. I was a fan of Slipknot. I was a fan of Corey. That's why I'd asked him to get on tickets to my downfall. He obviously... Had mutual respect, too, because he cut a verse. I kind of tried to give notes back, like, oh, you know, I, this wasn't exactly what I was looking for. Can we try this? And respectfully, he was like, you know, no. And I was like, okay, cool. So we didn't use it. And then I heard him on a podcast. This was like the, the battle between Zoolander and Hansel. Yeah. Uh-huh. And as they, when they finally said to each other that they were sorry they had been whack, they made nice and everything was good. That's, and maybe that's happening here. Yeah. We'll see. Travis Barker is back to work on following his, uh, following his unexpected stay in the hospital. Uh, he posted online that he is feeling much better. On Tuesday, the drummer was photographed walking outside his studio in Calabasas. Just one week ago, he was diagnosed with life-threatening pancreatitis. Uh, hours before being admitted, he went to uh, in for an endoscopy and later developed excruciating pain. He suggested that it was due to a medical error. So I am feeling good, and I hope you are, too. See if anything comes from that. Uh, so, Sammy Hagar has confirmed to TMZ that he's earned more money from his non-musical endeavors than he has from rock. Yeah. Uh, he uh, It was transcribed that some of the Red Rockers chat in which he clarified his fortunes were made mainly earned away from the stage. He said, it's true. Yes, it's absolutely true. It's what has made it so great for me. He said, I'm telling you guys, I swear by this. If you get lucky enough to be successful outside of music, it makes it so much better in your elder years. He said, like, now I'm in my 70s. And I'm still going and playing music. And you know why? Because I don't have to do it for a living. I don't have to make it my business. So I can pay my band more than they can make playing with anyone else. They're happy. And so they're happy to play with me. And we all walk out on stage and we're happy to do it because we don't have to do it. Hagar, who sold his full stake in his Cabo Wabo tequila <laughs> back in 2010 for around $85 million. Oh, man. And is still very involved with his ongoing brands of rum and tequila. Went on to say, a lot of people are doing music for money. They go out, they punch a clock. So we do it for fun. It's almost like we're in a garage band again because I make my living another way. And music is something I just love to do. But if someone said, hey, you're going to play 150 shows this year, I'd tell them I quit. Because I know I would get pissed off and I'd be saying, oh, i got to do a show tonight, man. That's a great boxing match on. Or I'd want to take my wife out and go to have a nice dinner. So it is really Transformed Does he life. have his own sort of um, like bar chain? Or yeah, there was. I don't know how many there are or how right well that's doing. But he did. I forgot what it was called. Might right. have been like Red Rockers or something like that. But all right. And then one final story. Uh, Queens Brian May says that fans shouldn't hold out hope that bassist John Deacon would ever perform or record with the band again. Deacon, who's now 70, remains a virtual recluse. Deacon, mm. a father of six, who has been married for 47 years. Is said to be worth over $130 million. So he's cool. And was responsible for writing such classics for the band, such as You're My Best Friend, I Want to Break Free, and Chart Topping, Another One Bites of Dust, not to mention that legendary bass line on Under Pressure. Uh, he remains a full quarter partner in the band, yet retired in 1997. Um, and he was asked, Brian May was asked, if John Deacon would ever rejoin uh, him and Roger Taylor. He said, I think not. Of course, we love John, and we always will. 
and but we don't have any significant contact with him now, and that's the way he wants it. He wanted to cut that tie and to be a private person, and we have to respect that. I don't think that it would be easy for John to slip back into the arena that we inhabit. In fact, a couple of times we've asked somebody, always says, no, that's not what I do now, and we have to respect that John doesn't want to do it. So, uh, so there. He's on with his life. Yeah. He, he, he's, uh, he's moved on. And, and it's not hurting for cash. Yeah, it's something he did, and uh, he just has no interest in it anymore. That's all I have in music news. We uh, have a final break to take. We're going to do that. We're going to come back in a second, tell you about what's coming up on tomorrow's program, turn it over to Brent Porsche, get the letter day for the Word of the Week prize. That stuff is on the way. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 1028 in the Preston and Steve Show Thursday morning. Thursday morning. Sorry about that. It was our last giveaway. We already did them for Thursday. Uh, but uh, we appreciate uh, Marvel Studios uh, giving that stuff to us and then uh, in turn giving it to you. So uh, I also would like to thank Mr. Matt McGinnis. Yeah. yeah. Mystery Science Theater 3000 Blob Fest. He's behind this returns live and in person to the iconic Colonial Theater. And it is tomorrow through Sunday. We have to do it next year. I know. May do a whole Preston and Steve show presence there because it's a big thing. And, and it draws great crowds, and just yeah. Phoenixville is such a it's such a pretty uh, strip of, of of shops and everything down there. And they, you know, when they when they close it down, they have parties and stuff like that. It's just a blast. So uh, that's coming up. In fact, you can get the details at thecolonialtheater.com. And uh, great to have Adam Ferrara on. Yeah, Adam's at uh, Soul Joel's in Royersford on Sunday at 6 p.m. and get tickets at adamferrara.com. Always great to catch up with them. And always great to see Brent Porsche. Hey, here. good morning. Nice to see you, sir. You as well, thanks. Got a couple more days in the midday shift, yes, right? Yes, sir, absolutely. Excellent. Well, before we find out what's up, letter of the day. Yeah. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the President Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter... By the letter U, as in ukulele. All right, we have one more to go tomorrow, and then we'll give away a four-pack of pit tickets to see Dead and Company Sunday, July 10th at Citizens Bank Park. Uh, tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster and complete details at WMMR.com. Brent, you're a you're you're a metalhead. You're you like the heavy stuff. What do you Absolutely. think of the Dead? You, you Grateful know? Dead. Yeah. The Dead in general. Yeah, I've seen them. I like them. You like them? Mm-hmm. Okay. I wasn't yeah. sure if they were your. Cup I like everything that. except for country. I can t- I can palate pretty much anything. I'm with you country. on that too. Yeah. But I like the outlaw country. I'll do the Willie and the Johnny and all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. Like that. the Highwaymen. Yeah. 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 And then maybe some that. Southern rock country or something like that. Zach Brown Band is fantastic. Marshall yeah. Tucker bands I really dig. Yeah. Yeah. But when you get into the Skinner. Yeah, stuff like that. I like Skinner, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
All right, well, uh, what's up on your program Speaking today? Speaking of metal, it's Sinister Gate's birthday, so we're doing a block of events sevenfold coming up at noon. Uh, today was actually the final live show from Led Zeppelin going back to 1980, 42 years ago. So wow. we're doing a block of Zeppelin. Beck's birthday's tomorrow, so we're going to do a block of Beck. Uh, we're celebrating Sid Barrett in the 2 o'clock hour. We lost him a number of years ago on this day, and the coffee break is coming up shortly. Nice. Excellent. Uh, you may want to come in tomorrow. Well, uh, let me thank our sponsors first real quick. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts uh, brought to you today. The program is in. It's the official coffee of the Preston Steve Show. And also uh, Acme Markets Fresh Foods, local flavors, Acme official grocery store of the Preston Steve Show. Tomorrow morning, Mr. Porsche, Coheed and Cambria will be here yeah. in our studio. That's going to be killer. Are they playing tomorrow? Yeah. How cool is that? Dude. Wow. That's awesome. So another live music event happening here on the President Steve Show. We'll also have comedian Adrian Iapalucci Ia uh, in the studio, and we'll do all our Friday things yeah. tomorrow. So that is it. We're done. Rage on, and have yourself a wonderful day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. <laughs> Everybody, it's good to have you on the bat bat, two da ba two ba 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 